is the Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, the Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. How the heck are you? Happy Wednesday. Uh, we have got Major League Baseball playoffs about to uh, throw the first pitch. We'll keep you updated on all that goes into the disaster that is Major League Baseball. We got to get into that today as well. Have these playoffs been good for Major League Baseball? I don't think they have. Obviously, we have a lot of NFL to get to today. Anytime Bill Belichick is on the show, you know, talking about changing his quarterback, I mean, how can you possibly go wrong? Right. Uh, you'll hear from the hoodie. You will hear from James Franklin at Penn State today. All kinds of good stuff brought to you by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. We are just 20 days away from Halloween, you guys, and I've talked about it every day this week. Uh, here on the show, the Advocates are working with the Road Home, one of the foremost homeless advocacy groups in the country, to try and provide Halloween for homeless kids. And yes, I am going to tug at your heartstrings because I'm on board. I'm 100% about it. I think we need to keep our kids as innocent as possible for as long as possible. And if you can donate a dollar, $5, $10, a million dollars, whatever you may have between the, the couch cushions to the advocates right here on Venmo, you see it on the screen. Uh, and if you are on our audio podcast, it is Advocates Donations. Advocates Donations on Venmo. And what we're trying to do is raise money for the advocates in the road home to provide Halloween costumes for homeless kids who don't know where they're going to sleep tonight. They don't know where their next meal is. The things that we all work so hard for and a lot of days take for granted, these kids have no idea how they're going to get to school tomorrow. Let's give them one day on Halloween where everything's normal. They're in a costume. They're getting, you know, white chocolate, Reese's peanut butter pumpkins. You know, they're getting Snickers bars. They're getting all the things we all loved as kids. And your dollars, your $5, your million dollars go all the way to help that. Please consider donating on Venmo to the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business where you never pay a dime to talk to an injury attorney online for free. Go chat with them right now at theadvocates.com. Why don't we start with what I think is the game of the week in college football? It is the Oregon Ducks. It is the Washington Huskies. Look at that number. Washington all the way up to minus three now. The number is 67. And I, I thought today going into this show that we would be wondering if Washington is getting the respect it deserves. Well, the boys in Vegas certainly are paying them that respect. Now, does three points in Vegas mean much? Well, it does. It means this is a dead-even game because most games, home teams get that three points. My question is, how good is Oregon? How good is Bo Nix? Is Bo Nix and his Oregon Duck team the best college football team in the country? Because whatever they're doing in Eugene at the University of Oregon is working wonders. This is the best Oregon football team I think I can remember and I've been covering college football for well over 20 years. They are fast. They are physical. Bo Nix is playing the best football of his career. Jake, are the Oregon Ducks the best college football team in the country? Yeah, you know, I think that's tough to say because they haven't had the opportunity to beat some of the best teams in the country. And, and, and sure, they face some good teams on their schedule. But the hard part is, is they're not at that that 
part of their schedule yet. Now, obviously, most people consider Washington to be in that top cut of teams, whether it's the AP Top 25 or just nationally. Like, Washington is a well-respected opponent. And so I think a win here would go a long way. I, I would not have Oregon as the best team in the country. I still think to be the best team in the country, you would have to beat, you know, let's say Georgia. You know, last year you had that pretty bad showing against Georgia, you know, and and, and I think that, you know, when we try to compare Oregon to the big boys in the SEC or maybe, you know, Ohio State, let's say, or Michigan or even Penn State with that defense. Like, I I think that Oregon can hang with any team physically, but I don't know that Oregon can hang with Georgia or Ohio State, uh, you know, when they, when, when they go up against them. And I think that's the hard part for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 for years has played a schedule that's grinded on each other worn your team down and by the time you even get that opportunity you're not healthy for those games you're not 100 percent as a football team so that's why for me when we pose this question of is oregon the best team in the country i can't say that they are but i do think that oregon has a major uh argument to make that they could be one of the top five teams in the country i i have no issue with that and i, and I think we've talked all week and in really the last you know, a couple of weeks about how this AP top 25 thing continues to play out. I, if you said, hey, is Oregon capable of beating Michigan? Yeah, I think Oregon would give Michigan everything that they can handle. Ohio State, I think, is a little bit different of a story, but but I just think Oregon can hang with, you know, some of the best teams in the country, but I don't think that they can go out and beat, well, you know, Georgia, Alabama, the best teams. Yeah, and I, I don't know that I'm ready to say that. I think I look at Oregon and I think I look at stylistically at Dan Lanning football teams, especially this Oregon football team coached by Dan Lanning. Stylistically, they can match up with Michigan Ohio State. I have no doubt about that. But this is their game of the year. And I think one of the other things that's on the line that not a lot of people right now are talking about is the fact that Oregon is the best chance the Pac-12 has at a college football playoff spot. And I, I don't take that lightly or say that lightly, but when I look at Washington, I think Oregon's just a bit better of a football team. I am not downgrading Washington. I am not trying to disrespect anything that Washington has done. I just value Oregon at a higher level than I value Washington. The team that I do not value in the Pac-12 right now is very clearly USC, and I don't believe that USC is a college football playoff contender. That defense is, is embarrassing, frankly, and we've talked about this with, with this league for a long time. It feasts on itself. It routinely knocks its own self out of a college football playoff spot. But that does not dismiss the fact that Lincoln Riley's USC Trojans have given up 82 points in the last two weeks, and that's not going to get better in South Bend against Notre Dame. Sam Hartman and that offense have done well moving the football, and USC has done very poorly at stopping people from moving the football. So when I say, hey, is Oregon the best opportunity for the Pac-12 to have a college football playoff team? That's what I base it on. Their defense is just better. I think Bo Nix... While he is not the best quarterback in this league, I think that that honor resides with Caleb Williams and maybe Michael Penix Jr. I think Bo Nix is playing incredibly good football right now. I think Oregon is as physical as any team in this country, and they are motivated. I think it is very real what we saw against Colorado. The fact that they felt like Colorado was getting all this love, I think Dan Lanning loves the fact that he's minus three this weekend. 
Uh, I think Dan Lanning loves the fact that they're dogs. I think Dan Lanning loves the fact that this game is in Seattle. I think Dan Lanning is going to use this week to prove a point, and that point is going to be that we're the best team in college football, and I don't give a damn where we play the game. And as much of a red ass as Dan Lanning is, and trust me when I say Dan Lanning's a red ass, he's not going to win anybody's popularity contest, especially not with the run in he had with Deion Sanders. I love the attitude that Dan Lanning brings to the field. I love the fact that he just does not care what other people think. I think there is tremendous value in that. And that's why I, I, I do believe that Oregon is a top five team in this country. And I don't believe that the Ducks are getting the respect that they deserve. Yeah, and, and, and I think when we talk about the top five, that's why I say I, I think they have a major stake to that. You know, it's this whole concept of like Oklahoma not getting the respect they deserve. And obviously Oklahoma's fifth right now, but like before that Oklahoma wasn't being given any respect. And you know, wherever you come down on that is what it is, but but I just think that Oklahoma is a team that showed what they can do. And that's the opportunity I think Oregon has this week. You know, you're playing this Washington team that that again is is clearly with you as the two best teams in the conference. I completely agree that USC defense is a shame because USC really should be tops in the Pac-12, but they're not because of that defense. And so I look at Dan Lanning, and I say, okay, teams tend to take on the personality of their head coach, whether we're yes. talking about Sark, uh, Venables, or Dan Lanning, or Prime, right? All these teams play the way that their coach kind of goes about it, and that's why I like Oregon in this game. That's why I like Oregon in the top five. I can't say that I like Oregon. Against the best teams in the country, though, against those top two, three teams. I think they're still proving there. But I want them to have that opportunity. And to get that opportunity in the college football playoff, you got to win this game, and you got to go out and win the conference. And I believe they're capable of that. But to your point, it's going to take Bo Nix protecting the football and playing good football, not running too much, not passing too much. Find the happy medium. He is effective. He, he can really break a game open with his legs. But against Washington, you're probably going to have to stand in the pocket and deliver the football to beat them. Yeah. And, and and that's what I think. That, that's why I'm excited about this game because as we get deeper into the schedule, we get deeper into the season, you start to get some challenges in front of you, and we get to see, okay, it is Bo Nix elevated to this next level where he can beat the top-end talent? Because I think he has that within him, but he's still got to prove that because, again, I don't care what you want to say about how good Georgia is. Losing like that if you're Oregon is just unacceptable. I, I, I'm all good with, hey, you know, Georgia puts up 30 and we put up 24 and they were just a better team that day. But but getting stomped on is not good enough. Getting stomped I, on. I mean, they, they did. They got embarrassed. It wasn't even close. It was a clear-cut no, quality difference. But I also think, and again, I know that I'm a bit of a Texas Tech homer and I I – I look at Texas Tech as a quality win for for Oregon. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt about that. If you are the best team in the conference, and and I believe that Oregon is, you will go to Seattle and you will win. And I don't care if it's by a point or by 100 points. A win is a win. Go to Washington and win. And if Oregon does that, I, I, don't, I don't see how they're not a top five team. And yeah. I know that we have we – have, vastly overlooked Washington here. And again, I do not mean to do that because I think that Washington and I think that Michael Penix is a phenomenal quarterback and a phenomenal talent. And these two teams, sure, we can use cliches. If they played 10 times, each one would win five times. Okay, great. 
My feeling is if they played 10 times, Oregon's going to win six of them. Washington's going to win four of them. 100%. And I think that's the difference between these two teams. I hope that we're gifted with a game where it comes down to the last possession in a really hard-fought Notre Dame-Ohio State type football game. I want to see that. I want that. I think the Pac-12 needs that. If they are going to have a college football playoff spot, which I don't believe they will, and I think Oregon represents their best chance, but they're going to need a game where it's quality good football and Oregon comes out on top. Yeah. Because I look at the, the schedule remaining in front of Oregon, Washington State, at, at Autzen, at Utah, home for Cal and USC, at Arizona State, and then home for Oregon State in the rivalry game. Well, and I think when you look at that schedule, the, the thing here is going to be, okay, let's say they beat Washington. Then having then having to play Washington State, that's a trap game if I've ever seen one. Hey, you just beat your your nemesis in the conference, and now you got to go out and beat a team that never gets the credit they deserve, has this high potent offense, this quarterback that has no problem driving the football down the field. Like that, that's what you have to be careful with in the Pac-12. And yeah, ending your season with Oregon State is no gimme, right? Oregon State puts up a big time fight, but that's why I say if you got to win this game for the rest of those games to mean a damn thing. Yeah. Because if you lose this game, nobody cares. And I, I just think Washington has an incredibly difficult road to hoe here. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I, I, I'll go back to last week with Oklahoma, who I still think is not getting the credit they deserve. I think they have the best resume in the country. I think Oklahoma is one of the best teams in the country. Their, their, their run now to the college football playoff is going to go through the Big 12 championship game. I can't say the same thing for Oregon, and I certainly can't say the same thing for Washington, who I would remind you has Arizona State at Stanford, at USC, Utah, at Oregon State, and they finish at home with Washington State. Good luck. Because you're going you're gonna to be feeling the Oregon game for another week to 10 days. Seriously. And I think you are probably going to go home, and you're going to stay home, rather, and kick the crap out of Arizona State. Okay, cool. But Stanford, that's a lookout game. But then you got to go to SC. You welcome Utah in. You welcome you go to Oregon State, and then you finish with Washington State. Those are four out of the the five best teams in the conference. You got to finish your schedule with them. Yeah, and I maintain that's that's asking an I, awful I, lot. I, I maintain that USC, and again, there's all this, you know, I guess controversy around, you know, Utah and everything right now. But Utah's still got a damn good defense. And Utah's more than happy, more than happy to go on the road and get a victory. And and I think that that Washington, you know, again, it, it's the same thing, man. Like, again, that's why I say as a college football, not only as some uh, someone who covers college football, but as a fan, man, looking at these schedules, these are the kind of games you look forward to, right? Like, just the same way that, you know, Texas and Oklahoma was that game. This is that game in the Pac-12. And I don't want to come in here on Monday and and there be some kind of confusion about what happened in this game. This is a national TV game. What is it, 130, I think you yes. said? No reason for Buddy the soccer writer on the East Coast not to have watched this but game. to your point, this is the game of the year in the yeah. conference because everybody's going to watch. It's two of the best quarterbacks in the country, Bo Nix at Oregon, Michael Penix at Washington. It's two of the best teams in the country, Oregon and Washington, both ranked in the top 10. This is probably for supremacy for a good stretch in the Pac-12. Like you look at the, 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 
the gravity of this game. It's not what Texas and Oklahoma was. That was for college football playoff. That was for conference championship. This game is for, in my opinion, this game is is for supremacy in this conference. And I think the only way that the Pac-12 gets a spot in the college football playoff is if Oregon wins this game. Because I think Washington's schedule is simply too much to bear. And I don't think people nationally respect Washington the way they do Oregon. I still think that Oregon's brand is stronger nationally than Washington. Now, I'm not saying there's this huge gap, right? People know Washington. Like, it's no secret what Washington can do. But I just think when you think about, you know, Dan Lanning and, like, the the way they play You think about Phil Knight. Yeah. You think about Oregon uniforms. You think about, like... It's Oregon, man. Yeah. It, it, and again, it, it the reality is what it is. Washington is not the brand that Oregon is. They don't have the power that Oregon has. And I do think that there are politics involved. The PNW is a, just a different kind of country. Mm-hmm. And like Oregon and Washington, and uh, it's just a different world. And it's special and it's unique and it's Oregon's world until somebody takes it from them. Yeah. Can Washington do that? I don't know. I happen to think that Oregon's a little better. This is going to be a hell of a football game. This is why we watch college football. Yes. This is why we love college football. It, it's, it's that game where you build in time to make the brats. You build in time oh, yeah, to dude. smoke the wings. Yep. You build in time. You took an earlier tea time because Washington and Oregon 100%, are playing. dude. Right? That's what this game is about. It is big game football. It, it is everything that you want. Yes. And it is one of the final big games in the Pac-12. Ever. And I'm here for it. Who do you guys think are going to win? How important is this? Do you think if Oregon wins the game, they can get to the college football playoff? Man, I don't know. I think it is I think it is a tough hill to climb. They better have their bucked up, and they better hit a buck shot before the game starts. Every day at this time, we tell you it's time to hit a, buck, a bucked up buck shot. And again, I just want you to think when you hear bucked up, the best ingredients that go into the best products that do exactly what they say they're going to do. That's what Buckshot is. And one of the best parts about Bucked Up is they give you their product for free so you can see that it works. Right now in the description below, there is a brand new link for a free shaker cup and three free samples of your choice. Right now in the description below, they'll send them right to your front door and their shaker cups are the best in the business. No, you know, like blender ball falling out all over the place. It's on a post. It's attached. Any color combination you like, Go get your free bucked up shaker. Go get your three free samples in the description below. And if you got them, let's hit them right now. The buck shot to power us through the rest of the day. Cheers to you, friends. Ah, yes, buck shot. You know what buck shot is? Guys, it's 200 milligrams of naturally derived caffeine with a whole bunch of brain food in a bottle that doesn't give you a huge spike and a big crash. No, you just feel better. It elevates your mind. That's the thing I love about Buckshot. It elevates your mind. It gives you that bump of energy. So if you got a long drive, if you're tired and you still got to make one more conference call or a presentation, you got to finish a pivot table, hook it up. Maybe you've got another hour and a half to go on your shift and you just want to get through it. Hit a Buckshot. 
Feel the boost. Get yourself home. Make every day the best possible day with Buckshot from Bucked Up. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Get to BuckedUp.com and always use the promo code MONTY20 to save 20% off at checkout. Let's see. Who's the first one in today, you guys? By the way, we were talking to an office mate of ours today, and I want to make sure I say this to you guys. And I say it a lot. I don't take it for granted. I don't take you for granted. We love doing this show every day. You make it possible. All of your comments, the fact that you hit the like button, the fact that Commissioner Salty Drunk is here breaking our balls about AR-15 and Josh Giddy's greatness, we love that. The fact that you're members of the show, that we talk about our prize picks and my heart breaking last night over my loss again on freaking prize picks. I don't take that for granted because we have a great time doing it. And without you guys being here, we wouldn't be talking sports, right? We wouldn't have 300 people watching the show. We wouldn't have 600 comments already in the bank. Thanks for being here, man. We really appreciate you guys uh, being part of the show, just like Lance Johnson is for $5. Seriously, Oregon, the hoe have they played. Okay. Uh, Texas Tech, close. Port State, Stanford, CU, and some other pud. Come on, man. But here's the thing. They may have played those teams. And I would agree with you that Oregon has a light schedule. But who's the number one team in the country right now? Georgia. They have a really light schedule. Who doesn't have a light schedule, man? Oklahoma and Texas don't have light schedules. Yet Oklahoma is getting disrespected. And I tell you, I look at at, at Oregon's win over Texas Tech in the second game of the year. They played Portland State. Anybody remember the score of the Portland State-Oregon game? It was 81-7. to Oregon beat Portland State 81-7. to Oh, what are you talking about, man? It wasn't 27-21. They didn't sputter. They didn't come out slow. They beat Portland State 81-7. to They went to Lubbock and won 38-30. They beat Hawaii 55-10. to they beat one of the hottest teams in the country in Colorado, 42 to 6. They beat Stanford, 42 to 6. So don't even think about messing with me. USC's given up 82 points in their last two games. Oregon's given up 12 total points in their last. Come on, man. It's different, bro. Oregon's legit. And I don't even disagree with your logic, man. I'm not even saying you're wrong about their no. schedule. I just think that college football, what I'm what I'm coming to accept about college football is that this is no longer a discussion about strength of schedule. That's right. This is a discussion about are you undefeated or are you not undefeated? Oh, Alabama's a two-loss team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're probably not going to get into the college football playoff at the end of the year when they pick up that second loss, which inevitably they'll pick up that second loss. And And I look at Georgia, look at Michigan, Ohio State, it's no secret, those three have auto bids. If anyone's paying attention, you you know, those three are automatically in. So what we're really talking about is what's Oregon going to have to do to overcome Penn State or Oklahoma or Texas? The rubber stamp. The rubber stamp. What What's someone going to have to do to pick up that four spot and overcome the rubber stamp? And Lance, I, I, your opinion is perfectly valid, my guy. Like, I, I don't disagree with you at all. It, it's one of the things... Jake says this every day in our pre-show meeting. Like, the the strength of schedule component's a joke. It nobody is. cares. Nobody looks at it. Or Georgia and Michigan wouldn't be one and two. Nope. 
And, and you're not wrong. I, I, look, I can get on board with Ohio State. They, they have beaten Notre Dame. I can get on board with oh, even Oregon. You go to Lubbock, and I don't care when or how, you beat Texas Tech in Lubbock. That is not an easy environment to go and play Thanks. in. It, you can look at the teams that have tra- – West Virginia. West Virginia's got quality wins, dude. But, like, look at West Virginia, right? Completely overachieving. Nobody thought that West Virginia – was going to even get to this stage in the season. This win total was going to have this type of success. Not to say that, you know, they're world beater or anything, but they've overachieved what their expectation was. But none of that matters because they're never getting in the college football playoff. Just like a bunch of other teams have no chance of getting in the college football playoff. I don't even want to talk about the ACC. The ACC has no business being in the college football playoff this year. Don't talk to me about Florida State or Clemson. Those two have no business being on the same football field as Ohio State and Georgia. I don't even... Listen, you can look at... I think 10 of the 12 teams in the Pac-12 are not getting in yeah. and have no chance. And yeah. after this weekend, 11 of the 12 teams in the conference have no chance to get in. And I'm including USC in that. USC, go play defense, man. You, you're going to lose multiple games because you do not play defense. Totally agree. Oregon and Washington, I think right now, are the two teams that have a chance to get in and whoever loses this weekend is probably out. Yep. Because the Pac-12 doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. The Pac-12 doesn't get the Texas benefit of the doubt. Now, again, I think Texas's resume is one of the best in the country even after losing to Oklahoma. You go to Tuscaloosa and win. Dude, there are no questions. They went to Tuscaloosa and won. And they have to win the 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 Big 12 championship game. And I think but that but like that same measure I think is what's difficult with Ohio State's win over Notre Dame now. Right at the time, that was a great win for Ohio State. But now with Notre Dame's loss to Louisville, that's not such a great win anymore. Right? I agree. It, 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 hurts, it hurts Ohio State's resume, but what's the problem with that? It doesn't matter because Ohio State's a college football playoff team, whether you want them to be or not. You'd have to have three losses in Ryan Day's program not to be in the college football playoff. Yep. Aaron Wilson says first as always. Well, kind of close. I mean, not really. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe says like button casuals, to which Jeff Woodworth says, don't worry, Lopes, already smashed it. You guys, if you can hit the like button, that really helps us grow. We're so close to 40,000 subscribers on the channel. We really appreciate you guys. As I said, we don't take you for granted at all. Uh, We are at 39,417. We are now less than 600 subscribers away from 40,000. Thank you for that. Uh, LV Seminole, go whoever plays Oregon. So LV Seminole (laughs) is a huge Washington fan this week. Uh, Let's see, Dakota Tubbs. I think we're beating Kentucky and South Carolina because they simply can't outscore us. Georgia, 95% chance we lose that game. Tennessee is not a world beater, so we definitely can win that one. I assume you're talking about the great Missouri Tigers. I agree. Missouri's going to be in every game because you have a quarterback and you have, I think, some of the most underrated skill position players, including, I think, and I don't want to talk on a turn. See, look at me slowing my roll a little bit. slow your roll, So good old Uncle Monty doesn't say anything stupid. Um, I want to say that good old Missouri, the Tigers, um, I believe you have... You still have Luther Burden, I think, is the number one receiver in the country. I could be wrong. Uh, I know he's got 800 yards and five touchdowns, but I believe he's the number one receiver in the country yards-wise. So, Aaron Wilson, Gumby was watching uh, the show yesterday and had one of the last comments. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I love it. 
you know, it is, uh, it's always fun when you see Gumby. Gumby, you're, you're amazing. Way to go. Mike Smith, how are you? Best thing about Florida State is when the guy comes out on the horse and throws the flaming spear in the ground. Love that. Facts, dude. But I, that's... I'm not disputing Florida State's pregame package. It's outstanding. I mean, that's like, that's like saying, damn, Virginia Tech should be in the college football playoff because they play enter Sandman and the whole place is rocking. Yeah, but what about Traveler for USC coming out? Yeah. The horse and the yeah. – I, I love the pageant. It, dude, I, this is what we all love yes. about college football. Yes. This is what we love, right? And I just – yeah, I, I'm here for it. I cannot wait for this game this weekend. Uh, Christopher Shannon, best loss of the season so far. Hey, man, OU in Texas. I, look, hey, man. Tell you, me we don't want it again. Tell oh, me we do. Uh, who, we do. Who here is, says don't, no don't to an OU-Texas Big 12 championship game? It's not game. that we want it again. We deserve it we again, We need dude. it. I, I, you want me on that TV. You need <laughs> me on that TV, sir. I demand to have that game run back. Yeah, no doubt about and it. And I want it at Jerry World. Please. No doubt about it. By the way, breaking news. Aaron Nola's got four strikeouts. He is in. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is in our prize picks today. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, it's it's been it has not been the best journey on prize picks for old Uncle Monty. I won last night. But, I don't know what you talking but about. But I've got I've got a big prize play today, and I can tell you Matt Olson's already got a base hit, so I'm in good shape there. Yep. Jake's got um Aaron Nola and Austin Matthews to go nine and a half. Which is looking real nice right now. On strikeouts and shots on goal, which we hit huge last night. Yeah. Um, with uh, Connor Bedard. Yes. I need Aaron Nola uh, to have six strikeouts. He's got four already. I'm in good. I'm in good shape here, man. All I need is is three more. Really, three more strikeouts from from Aaron Nola. I guess it'd be two. I got to take my shoes off to count to six. <laughs> uh, he's got four. I need two more out of Aaron Nola. Because I've got him finishing off my Aiden Hill, Sonny Gray, Nathan Avaldi, uh, Aaron Nola trifecta from yesterday. Yeah, on you're prize you're picks. in a great place on that one. But this is Jake's prize picks for today. So, Aaron Nola, you're in good shape. You're yes. already almost halfway home there. Yes. Lance Lind and Brandon Paft, I, I'm not, I don't love that one. I don't love that one. Joe Ryan uh, and Jason Hayward to have one strikeout. I love that. Okay. I've got Uriquidi and Joe Ryan uh, to allow a first inning run. One of those two scrubs needs to give me a first inning run. Has to. Uh, Matt Olson, like I said, already has a base hit, so he's at one. So I just need a run or an RBI. Good shape. Uh, Alex Bregman to have a hit, a a hit, a run, and an RBI. Same as Olson. I just need him to be at two. And then I need Lance Lynn. And this is the one. That's the one, dude. Where you're wishing somebody harm. I chose violence today on Prize Pick. (laughs) When you choose Lance Lynn to give up four or more hits, you're hoping for somebody to go bad. Mm-hmm. And I always tell you guys, when you come out wishing for somebody to fail, it is the longest game of your life because that's almost always Lance Lynn will throw like a hopefully a oh, seven gonna... inning no hitter and then or let's call it a six inning no hitter and then he'll give up seven runs on five hits in the seventh. Yeah, you you remember the old Spencer Strider take earlier this season? Yeah, Lopes fan game. Yeah. You know, Love's fan Gabe comes out and says, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, there's no way Spencer Strider's going to have nine Ks tonight. What did he Never have? happening, bro. Yeah, let's see. He had no. seven and more, wait, 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 wait. 13 Ks. And the worst part of it was Lopes fan Gabe was like, look, if he strikes out 10 guys, I'm fine with it. 
It's a good loss, <laughs> kind of like Texas. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That's a really good point. If Spencer Strider strikes out 10, 10 guys, just pat him on the back and say, take my money, you little jerk. Yeah. And he struck out 13 guys, and I felt terrible about it, and I wanted to punch Lopes fan Gabe right in the, the solar plexus. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, and what a great way to be celebrating Derek Roche as our newest member. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Derek, you need to get to Ute Nation because I swear every Ute fan in the world stops by our office and is like, hey, man, what's going on with camera? And stop saying, dude, stop saying that we're in Phoenix. We're not in Phoenix, bro. We're 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 chilling in in Salt Lake. So a guy walked in today into the office and he's like, hey, Monty, (laughs) you know, Ute fans don't like you guys. I was, like, I was like, oh, do tell. And he's like, yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was telling him, you know, this podcast, The Monty Show. Oh, The Monty Show. Aren't they in Phoenix? So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. And he's like, no, they're right next door to me. He goes, oh, I didn't know they were back. It doesn't matter. You fans hate them. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. Okay. What you won't dispute is that you listen to the show. That's right. Next comment. Oh, OG Gary, an 80% cam is enough to get us to 10-2 and two with that defense. It sure the heck is. I don't even think he's that far along, dude. I got to be honest. I, I, I'm saying dude's like 60%, maybe. I just feel terrible for him the way the fans have talked yeah. and like furrowed this thing up. I, I, it's it's not been good. Jeff Woodworth, guy walked into a bar and said, hey, you fans, how are you? Monty's hey here. <laughs> Everybody left. Uh, let's see, uh, grad slacker air force will be exposed this weekend. <laughs> okay. okay. That's an amazing take. And, and listen, I'm here for it. I mean, why do you say air force air force will be exposed this week? Like, is that, are like, they playing for the pro rata? They deserve, are you being or? a hot take guy? Because isn't air force five and zero or something five and oh, they have, oh, well, they have Wyoming this weekend. Oh, wow. But I thought Wyo wasn't a quality win, according to Oregon hater. Uh, Air Force has beaten Robert Morris, Sam Houston, Utah State, San Jose State. Boy, has, is there anybody who hasn't beaten San Jose State? <laughs> if you guys could clarify for me, that'd be great. Uh, San Diego State, but it's San Diego State, the pro rata. No. Uh, now they have Wyoming, Navy, Colorado State, kidney laceration, or liver, I guess it was. Jeer Travis Hunter is going to play this weekend, Friday. Yes. He's back. Uh, Army, Hawaii, UNLV, and Boise State. I don't know that there's any exposing Air Force. They haven't played anybody. <laughs> Bro, if you're hating on Air Force, it's, yeah, I mean. You, you, you got something going on, man. Grad, I love it, though. I, I'm here for it, dude. I am here for it. Uh, Bob Holsey, the pocket rock, ro- he's trying to say rocket, pocket Roche. Hey, hey. See what he did there? It's like pocket rocket, you know. but it's pocket Roche. I still believe bodacious bodacious this cinderella story will be over saturday night do you believe <laughs> apparently not lfg i like wyo and air force but hope the pokes win <laughs> <laughs> what where where are we at in society today well we're talking about wyoming and where air are we force. at in society today you know it's fine it's fine uh derek roche i just updated my payment lol that's my guy let's go let's dude. go when we, when we get merch that we're never getting, we'll make sure to take care of you. Yeah, dude. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Cam Rising, back next season to transition the Utes to the Big 12. Dude, he's 20. We've talked about this a lot. And Utah fans and really everybody, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Cam Rising's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. It's not like this cat is young. 
it's not like he's looking for, you know, like his junior season. He's 24 years old. Time to go to the compound. There, there's combine, a, yeah, I don't see that there is a, hey, he's going to be back next year. I, I don't. I truly don't believe that that's the case. I, I really don't. I don't know if I'm advising Cam Rising. I'm sending him. I'm sending him on his way. Yeah. Like I, with with all due respect, man, you're 24 years old. I mean, how many 26 year old quarterbacks are huge draft picks? You know, like well, that's a, Bennett. Come on. But that's a very well, and hopefully he doesn't get arrested for being drunk. Like, but anyway, that's not really the point. SRT Georgia is very different. Uh, right. I would just tell you that I think it is. He needs to move on, dude. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It's Kyle business. A says, I'm a Ute fan and I like you. Oh, I like you Thank too. You, Kyle. I like you too. OG Gary disagrees. Three months away from being 100%. He's been rehabbing for nine months. That's surely 80% on the dot. Mm. I don't know that he's three months away from being 100%. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The Nobody has month, said that, though. Dude, the 12-month thing is just an estimate. I, I mean, that's just a general measuring stick for how long it takes. I mean, there's been plenty of guys. It's taken 14, 15 months. You know, I mean, I, I, I think we don't know what it looks like. What I will say is having him on the field pregame in pads is not a great look. I think there is some justifiable frustration. Yeah. And I think it is one of those things where it, I just feel like this Cam Rising thing got out of hand with fans. Don't, but the thing is, don't make it a, don't make it out like Cam tried to like trick you or something, or Cam did something. Or Cam Kyle Whittingham was lying to us. Yeah, the, the, Kyle on. didn't lie to you, dude. Come on, guys. Yeah, I just, I understand passion and I understand heat. Yeah. When we start the Kyle Whittingham lied to us. Okay. Come on. Come on now. Let's let's be better than that. Jeff Woodworth, I can't wait to uh, for the Beavers to be exposed. Yeah, it, nothing like, nope, not playing your game today, sir. I'm not playing your game. Brandon Butler, what's up, my Blackhawk guy? How about Connor Bedard let's last go, night? Baby. Connor Bedard, baby. Another big game for him tonight, too, man. Philadelphia. Uh, Brandon Butler, I honestly hope Cam doesn't play this year and takes his time to get healthy. Yeah. I just want what's best for him. I do. Uh, Geoff. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you guys? No, no, friend, how are you? Good to see you, Geoff. Go Cubs, not Angels. Shohei Otani is a Dodger. <laughs> Geoff's a huge <laughs> Angel fan. Every time I think of uh, uh, Shohei Otani. And Geoff, you're in my head. You're kind of living rent for you and your, your, you know, your Final. Angel fan. Why? <laughs> you and your Angel fandom are living rent free in my head. Geoff broke his back at work, and certain people won't stop playing my I back. I broke my back. Anyway, my point is, yeah, every time I think of Shohei Otani, I think of you, Geoff. So there you are. Uh, OG Gary Spinal. See, you knew it was happening. You knew it was going to go down, dude. I'm not the only one. <laughs> U-Dub fan, Jim. I'm an Oregon hater, but I know they are a damn good team. And, and well, The question is how good, though. How well, good? And the other question is how good is, is Washington? Yeah. And I... The problem for Washington is the schedule is just so backloaded. It's such a difficult finish to the season. Because I, it, it, I don't think any of us doubt the quality of Washington's offense or, you know, like Michael Penix is, I, I mean, he's arguably the best quarterback in the country, mm -hmm. not the conference. Like, yeah. I don't think there is anybody that doubts Washington can win this game. The question is, will they? And I'm I'm not ready to I'm not ready to do that. I think Dan Lanning has his team just Dialed. boloing dudes. Yeah. And I think they really love 
They really love kicking your ass. And and I just think that when you have when you have a team like Oregon, they they just want to hurt you, man. Like they don't they don't have pity for you until the game's over. Yeah, that's the thing about Oregon is like they they yes, obviously they want to win every game, but they're that's not the initial that's not like where it stops. Like it, it it's like, okay, yeah, we want to win the game, but we want to win the game by imposing our will physically and just torching you and disciplining and punishing you on the football field. And I think that's what makes them a little bit different. Now, again, the question of the show today is, is Oregon the best team in the country? No, they're not the best team in the country, but they're right there. And the question is, how far will they go until they meet their match? Meaning, okay, I would expect you, if you're a college, if you're a team that's capable of getting to the college football playoff, you should win this game. That's just the truth of it. And it's not an easy game. Not saying it's going to be an easy victory. This could very not much be a one-possession game. Like, sh- probably should be a one-possession game in the end. But Oregon, if if they're that team, should win this game. And I think they are. I think they are. And just looking at, um, you know, looking at some of the, the predictions, like, I, I just, man... I think it's one of those deals where you you just have to be ready to rock and roll, man. Mm-hmm. Wholeheartedly, I I don't know. You look at there's people who have got who have got this game is 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 really lopsided. Like, and I mean, you have people that are are taking Oregon thirty eight twenty four from sportsbookwire.com. Like, I'm just looking at all the national guys picking the game, and I, I, it's wild to me. It is absolutely wild to me how how many different opinions there are on this game. Like Whoa. looking at it last night, I, I honestly, with these two teams, I think every, each of them is going to score twenty eight, and then somebody's going to finish the game. I think it's a thirty one twenty eight game. I think the hard part is that Oregon hasn't seen a quarterback the caliber of Michael Penix, and I think that his ability to throw the deep ball is what neutralizes a great defense. And so, to me, I. If I'm Washington, I know I'm not winning this game in the A-gap, dude. You're not going to run between the tackles on Oregon. You're just not doing that. And and to me, I look at this game for Washington, and and if I'm the offensive coordinator at Washington, I'm coming out trying to get Michael Penix in a rhythm early. I, I'm saying, okay, hey, we need to get let, – let's get, you know, two, three first downs inside of his first, you know, five throws. Let's let's work that, that possession-throwing type offense – and get him going because once that happens, then the run game will open up because the backers are going to take a few steps back. Like that to me is your formula if you're Washington. But if you think that you're going to come out in that first possession and turn around and hand it off and mm. Oregon's just going to let you run, you have another thing coming. And that's why I say, like, I agree. This is definitely one of those games. First team to 30 is going to win this thing. But the question is, does Oregon cause Washington to turn it over? Because I think that's a real possibility for that defense. Yeah, it's really interesting that you have 53% of the money is on Oregon to win or cover the two and a half. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And there's so much in that 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 number is moving. Uh, It's wild to me. It's wild to me. I mean, you're averaging just, just under 560 yards a game if you're Oregon. That's so much. I, I, I it, it's but again the crazy. schedule, right? That's where the eighty-one point, you know, Portland State game comes into play, right? So, 
you're averaging just short of 560 a game, you're probably 300 yards against Washington, right? Michael Penix is not going to complete 76% of his passes no. in this game. He's not looking at some of the looking at some of the numbers. He it, there it's just not going to happen. It is not going to happen and I I think you're going to you're going to be looking at a 34-31, 31-28. You're going to be looking at a game that is going to be really close. And the the hardest thing to pick in this game when you guys look at the the number and the the consensus number on this game is now minus three Washington, but look at the sixty seven. Yeah, but if it's thirty four thirty one, bros, that's sixty five. Like I, I don't see how these two defenses give up seventy points. No, I I don't see that happening. I I think you're under on this game, but. I don't know. We'll have a final prediction for you on uh, Friday morning. By the way, we're doing a morning show on Friday. Uh, so make sure that you are uh, ready to rock and roll. Uh, it's 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern. We will be on uh, in uh, on Friday morning. Uh, so make sure you're there. Christopher Shannon says 34-33 game-winning field goal as time expires. That would be – see, but that that's would be the epic. kind of game that – you, so you see what I mean with that. Like if you can play that kind of game and win that game – now you're in the headlines. You're in the media cycle. Everyone's talking about you. Oregon wins a thriller, right? That builds your resume. So when all those old dudes are sitting around the table at the end of the year, dude, do you remember that Washington win for Oregon? They had the buzzer, 45-yard field goal. They pulled it out. Like, dude, let's put them in. That's yeah. what I'm talking about with Oregon. Watching uh, the Braves, by the way, sorry to be delayed there. Atlanta won nothing over Philadelphia, top of the third, two outs. Uh, Aaron Nola laboring a little bit, 43 pitches uh, through two and two-thirds, and he will get out of it. No, no, that's only two no, outs. No, that's only two outs, excuse me. I apologize. So uh, 44 pitches through two and two-thirds. Uh, that's a lot of pitches for Aaron Nola. Uh, and now you're going to have to deal with Matt Olson to end the inning. And Nola's a guy that typically in this postseason, he is not he has not struggled much. And it's a little surprising that you look at his seven inning, three hit, uh, 3K gem against Miami um, last week. And it's a little surprising to see Nola struggling. Now this Atlanta offense is a lot better too. So one nothing Atlanta. Uh, in the bottom, or excuse me, the top of the third. We'll keep you updated on that. RB says Penix is going to uh, be picking himself up off the turf in this one more than once. I, I, agree. I agree. Completely. I agree. And I that's think what I'm he's... saying. That's the signature thing with Dan Lanning teams, especially this Oregon team. Hey, you, you do what you want, but you will pay a price. And he's counting on that front four to get home and then his linebackers to make plays off of that pressure. That has been their formula for success. Now, against, you know, even Colorado, even the Colorado game, they dominated Colorado physically. That wasn't, those two shouldn't even been on the same field, in my opinion. But, but again, that's why I say, and I hate to be repetitive, but that's why this game is so awesome, man. Like, it is truly a measuring stick game. Washington is just as good as Oregon right now. They're both respected. Like, it's equal footing. Let's see who's better. And the college football uh, power index, which is essentially artificial intelligence, it's a computer. AI. Um, that simulates each game 20,000 times has Oregon with the uh, with the win in this game. So, 
if I if I am Washington, I'm feeling a little disrespected. I am feeling a little disrespected. Fifty five percent of the simulations went to Oregon, so it's not a blowout. I just feel like right they're a little better. We'll they see. are they are a little better. RB says UW is going to win the punk game. We'll find out. Uh, Christopher Shannon. I know Jatavian Sanders, first wide receiver screen. He couldn't even block our cornerback. And he's a stud. He is a stud. Uh, and Donuts, what's up, my dude? Sometimes having a backloaded schedule could be a good thing if you survive the injury bug. Well, True. Listen, if Washington's healthy, they're not losing to anybody. But you get grinded out in this league. You absolutely Best. get grinded out in this league. You know, so it is, it'll be interesting to see Mike Smith. What if everyone goes into the UW Oregon game thinking it's going to be a barn burner, but it turns out to be a slow defensive game? I think that's horrible for your college football playoff resume. That would be bad. The college football playoff isn't looking for a great defense. They're looking for a great team and they're looking for a team that can put up 30. I would agree. I think that I think that would be that now, would be fan, bad for business. As a fan, that's one of the things. It's it's like why I love baseball, right? Everyone hates on baseball because it's like a little slower, and a lot of times you're playing low scoring games. But sometimes those are actually the best games, right? Like it used to be in the NBA that 80 points was a lot of points, and now yeah. we're looking at 120, 130 every night. So that's what I'm saying. Like as a fan and as a purist, I'm like, yeah, dude. Dude, you give me you give me a a twenty one seventeen kind of game. I love that kind of game. But let's also be realistic about Oregon and Washington for a moment, won't you? Probably not, but won't you? Uh, you have two really good quarterbacks in this game with really elite speed on the outside. What are the chances this is a slow defensive grinded out game? Because I think we all know that the best corner cannot prevent the best wide receiver from making plays. Hundred percent. You, you see it every week in college football. That if you have a quarterback that can put it on a dude, it the offense is going to offense, right? And I think that as physical as Oregon is defensively, and I do think that they will win this game, they're still going to give up three or four touchdowns, which is telling. There's not a lot of margin for error. Gary Wolf Penix has to be a tough guy. He probably grew up having to beat up a lot of mean kids who called him penis. Okay. I mean, listen, I didn't okay. go there. Yeah. You know. All right. Christopher Shannon, 34-33, game-winning field goal, yes. Uh, Woodworth says you dub by 10. Would be horrible for the conference, but uh, that's a quality win, man. Wow. OG Gary, 49-29. Oregon, boy, you don't believe in Washington Dude, at all. 50 spot on Washington would be the ridiculous. The patch. what's up, the eye patch? Notre Dame over USC and Washington over Oregon. The Pac-12 talk dogs become clear this weekend. Notre Dame, our mother. Um... I'm with you that USC is already behind Oregon and Washington. I, I mean, I don't even I think that's in that. dispute. Notre Dame's not beating USC. Uh, and I've gone back and forth on this, and it hurts my heart as a domer. Yeah. I just have lost a lot of confidence in Marcus Freeman defensively. You should. And Al Golden and that staff, and I just have seen too many guys. I mean, you're five seconds left on the play clock. They've been set on offense, and you're still running around trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Aaron Nola strikes out. Uh, Number five. I didn't see who that was, but he gets his fifth strikeout, uh, Ozuna. He strikes out Ozuna uh, for strikeout number five, limits the damage, one nothing. the Atlanta Braves uh, after two and a half. Uh, in Philly, in game a pivotal game three. That series tied at one game three in a best of five is uh, win or lose. 
Uh, I just don't believe in Notre Dame. Yeah. I want to. I, I think Sam Hartman's a baller. I still don't trust that Audric Estime is going to be anywhere near 80% with that leg injury now, uh, which gives me a lot of pause. And I just think we make too many mistakes on defense. Yep. I think Notre Dame is in the wrong place at the wrong time. Too often on defense, the red zone coverage. Notre Dame doesn't have that nameplate defender that keeps everyone in line, man. And that's... Well, that's... I, I don't even think... It, it, but I wouldn't go even that far. Notre Dame's got talent. They're just not well coached. They're not well coordinated. They're not in the right place. You have instinctual football happening at Notre Dame. You don't have well coached, positioned defense. You don't have Fred Warner absolutely dominating... Dak Prescott for three plays. You, you don't have that at Notre Dame. And you have the talent. You don't have the coordination. Yeah. And it's it's inexplicable every single week. It happened in Louisville twice last week. In the in the third in the third quarter, you, you're just like, there's five seconds on the play clock. You're like, oh yeah, they're bunched over there. I should probably be over there. Like you didn't you didn't know that? It's halftime. Where were the <clears throat> Hawkeye fan in Indy would love to see a return field goal. Alabama, uh, Auburn versus Alabama to end the game. Yeah, the Iron Bowl. Whoo, iconic. Edgar says Georgia is number one. Georgia's number one, and we're going to debate this in in five minutes. We'll give you our top five teams in the country here on the Monty Show. Uh, Georgia's number one because they're Georgia. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Woodworth says Nick's three interceptions. Man, that'd be shocking. That'd be shocking. Uh, AAR says 10 a.m. is a bit early for the UW Huskies. Okay. Well, they watch the show. Whether they watch it live or on repeat, that's up to them. Geoff, that's a high pitch count already. It is. It is. That uh, third inning was rough for Aaron Nola. We'll keep you up to date on that one. Uh, Kerry Lee, what's up, Kerry? Watch safety Evan Williams for Oregon. He played uh, for uh, DeBoer Grubb when they were all at Fresno State. And, yep. It's been a lot of talk about that. Does that matter to you guys? Knows the system, obviously doesn't know the terminology, the language, the you know, any schematic changes they've made. But he clearly knows the system. Yes, he may be the factor knowing uh, Washington Grubbs OC call. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. I really do. Christopher Shannon, uh, Rangers with the sweep versus one hundred and one regular season win Baltimore. Bad for baseball and. The Dodgers are probably going to lose to Arizona. Bad for baseball. You cannot have your 100-win teams getting beat by your 84-win teams. Yeah. And I know people, this comes back to the small market, big market. That's not what this is. Holy cow, Nick Castellanos just hit a ball to South Jersey. 1-1, Philly and the Atlanta Braves are tied. Nick Castellanos just hit an absolute Bomb off of Elder. Yeah. Woo! That did not take long. What a huge moment for the Philadelphia Big Phillies. Big answer. 1-1, uh, bottom of the third. Nobody out for Philadelphia uh, against Atlanta. Riley O'Brien says, hey, Monty. Hey, Riley. How are you? Uh, always good to see you, my friend. Kevin the Destroyer says, go Rangers. The Todd Father says, I think it's a 3.30 Eastern game. He, he was more talking about the show. Uh, playoff will be Georgia Florida State. Michigan, OU or Texas, Pac-2 has zero chance. But again, I and I'm I'm let's get into it a little bit here. If Oregon wins this game, runs the table, wins the conference. That's the minimum bar, right? Mm-hmm. 
Oregon wins this game, runs the table, wins the conference. How do you keep them out? Because at that point, and again, we talk about resumes, and I want to make sure that everybody understands how the college football playoff committee operates. Right. I have had firsthand discussions about this. They they are all you and your bros sitting around a table with pizza and beers arguing over, over who they think should be in. Everybody's opinion is valid. They go back and forth. They argue about it. They laugh about it. I think it's I, I, that's what I love about the college football playoff committee. If you are Oregon and you run the table, you'll have Colorado, which is a win everybody will remember. At Lubbock is a win everybody will remember. At Washington's a win everybody will remember. Washington State, win you will remember. Utah has universal respect across college football, win you remember, especially in Salt Lake. You beat USC and you beat Oregon State. And then you probably, probably ran into, I would guess at this point now, you're either going to rematch Washington, but I think Washington's going to be a three-loss team. I know you guys are going to punch me in the face for this. I think UCLA has a chance to go to the conference championship game. At Oregon State this weekend is the end-all be-all for them. Because mm-hmm. then it's Stanford, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, USC, and Cal. They got to beat Oregon State and Corvallis this weekend. And I know it's crazy. If UCLA beats Oregon State this weekend, I think they have a really good chance to go to the col- to go to the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. And again... If they run the table, their loss will be at Utah. Nobody's going to really fault them for that. Their big wins will be Washington State at Oregon State and then at USC. That might not get you into the college football playoff. So, again, what what does it bring us back to? Oregon State's got to beat UCLA in this model in the conference championship game. I think there's a lot of opportunity here. Mm -hmm. I think the only team that comes out of the Pac-12 with any chance to go to the playoff is Oregon. They like the nameplate. They like those ugly-ass uniforms. They do. Yeah. And they have a brand, and they bring people to the TV set. And Oregon's been in the playoff before. Yep, totally agree. Hour number two of the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com, you guys. It has been last night. I was sitting at Casa de Monte eating chili with a lot of beans in it. A lot. Uh-huh. Bean squash. Mrs. Monte, you are amazing. She makes me great food. What are we doing while we're while we're eating vegetarian chili and chips and watching watching the ball game? Uh she's in her trading program at TridayTrading.com. And we're sitting there and she's executing trades and they're going up and they're going down and they're going up and they're going down. And the amazing part is there was one moment when she was trading where she was down $49 or $149. And then up it went. And she's like, and I said, man, you're going to get out. You're going to get out. She's like, no, the indicators tell me not to get out yet. What do you keep doing? Going up, going up, going up. Indicators change. She hit this. She hit the sell button. Stop. We clear on that. It's amazing to watch. It is so and I never thought I would say this about a career. It's so fun to watch. It, is it stressful as hell? Yes, because you're playing with, with your money there, right? But she's making good money. She starts with a dollar and she ends up with hundreds of dollars. Like it is so enthralling to watch it happen. 
And that's the thing about tri-day trading. They give you the systems. They give you the processes. They teach you how to leverage the markets to make money. There's no guesswork involved in it. There's no, well, hmm. No, no, friends. They have proprietary indicators that guide you along with your trades. It is spectacular. You can program your system. Takes an hour to program it. Walk away. Come back home. Hey, look, I made $1,000 today. Now, is it always that easy? It's not. But on average, full-time traders that graduate the TridayTrading.com program make $1,000 a day or more. Those that are part-time traders do it about three dollars to $500 a day. And the amazing part about Triday Trading is once you're through their program, they're going to fund a trading account. It's their money. And you're going to start making trades. And until you're ready to use your money, whether that's a week, a month, 10 years, you're just going to keep using that funded account to trade with. And they're going to coach you. They're going to mentor you. And when you make money with Triday Trading's money, they're going to give you up to 80% of the profit. It is a really strong model. It is a moneymaker proven time and again. Go get your $10 30-day trial membership. I'm telling you, it is so rewarding to watch Mrs. Monty dominate. I am, I am just so proud of her. It is such a great experience to watch her going through the program at TridayTrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Who are the top five teams in college football right now? And I think one of the things that's really interesting is when we look at teams like USC, is USC a legit college football playoff contender? Is Washington this weekend with Oregon being disrespected? Is Washington right now today a top five team? in college football. Well, let's talk about it because I think the top five teams in college football, this is very opinion-based at this point, and I would love for you guys to comment, who do you think are the top five teams in the country? Here are my top five. I think Georgia's number one, and I know it pisses a lot of people off. Mm -hmm. Georgia's the back-to-back national champions. Team SRT is undefeated, and until they lose a game as back-to-back national championships, I'm not taking them out of the number one spot. Yeah. I have respect for Kirby Smart and what he's done, the talent that is on Team SRT. Yes, I'm being a jerk. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the depth chart at Georgia. I'm not taking them off that number one spot until somebody else does. And the only way that happens is if they lose a football game and they have not, they are 6-0 and and I have them number one. But in, unquestionably in my mind, the Oklahoma Sooners are number two. And it, it is not even a doubt in my mind. I think Oklahoma's got the best resume in the country. You beat Texas, who went to Alabama and beat Alabama. Now, are you going to have to do it again? Sure you are. But right now today, on October 11th, the Oklahoma Sooners are the second best team in the country, and I think I can make an argument that they are playing the best football in the country right now. That's why I have the Oklahoma Sooners at number two. Number three, I think i got to put the Oregon Ducks at number three right now. Now, again, we have sat here and we have been talking about this game this weekend, Oregon and Washington. Yeah. I am telling you, if you are going to put some ducats in a friendly wager on this game, you got to take Oregon plus two and a half or plus three. I don't think there's any question about it. I love how physical they are. I think they are arguably the second most physical team in the country. I love the way Bo Nix is playing. I love the way that Dan Lanning has the spirit and the want to and the desire of this Oregon Ducks football team up. I've got the Oregon Ducks three. I've got the Florida State Seminoles four. 
And here's where life gets very difficult. And I know this is going to, and I'm just going to make sure. Let me make sure Careful that I'm now. reading this piece of paper correctly. Careful now. Because I know, I know it's going to get crazy, right? I know it's going to get crazy. When I say the Alabama Crimson Tide are the fifth best team in the country right now. And oh, I, I look at the dynasty not being over. The dynasty is not over. And I think they are ranked 11th, which is an absolute bag slap to Nick Saban because they have, they have gone on the road in two very easy places to lose. Starkville and College Station, and they have largely dominated. They kicked the crap out of Mississippi State. Well, Monty, they're not very good down there. Don't care. Could have lost that game. That game coming out of Ole Miss. Oh, by the way, did I mention that they stifled one of the best offenses in the SEC in Ole Miss, Lane Train? 24, they gave up 10 points. Alabama's the fifth best team in the country. Now, I could have made the same argument for Texas, Yeah, but I didn't because Nick Saban is a god. He is a goat. And Nick Saban does not care what you think about his Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, obviously, they have injury issues at Alabama, and I think this is a this is a huge problem. Um, and if Malachi Moore is not able to play, he has got a high ankle sprain. I think their wow, life. Wow, be- dude! Not to interrupt you, I apologize. Bryce Harper just hit a home run, probably four sixty, probably to the second deck in this game. Okay, I like that's it. iconic, dude. That's that helps me a lot with Aaron Nola. Yeah, that helps me a lot. So uh, Philly's up 4-1 now. Uh, he had a 400-plus feet on a 110-mile bat speed. That was insane. Ball off the bat at 110 miles an hour. 408 feet is the exact distance. Anyway, I've got Alabama at 5. I think you could make the argument for Texas. I certainly think you could make the argument for uh, Washington. I'm not going to. Uh, so my top five are Georgia. Oklahoma, Oregon, FSU, and Alabama. Jake, who's your top five teams in the country? Yeah, I, I can't have Florida State in my top five. I agree with you. Uh, you know, Georgia, Oklahoma. Uh, who'd you have number three again? Uh, I have Oregon number three. Yeah, I, so I agree with those top three, but the fourth and the fifth team is where I think things get a little tricky. Um, you know, to me, I I, I look at this and I, I want to give love to – to Alabama, uh, but I can't do that because you lost to Texas, and I think Texas has to be in there for that reason. I agree Alabama's battled. I agree Nick Saban is an absolute goat, but I'm not going to sit here and give Nick Saban more credit than they deserve, right? They have lost a game, right? And and I think that the only difference is, is they lost to Texas. Texas didn't lose to them. That's why I put Texas uh, uh, fourth in there. And then I think the fifth spot is tough because – there's a lot of different ways you can go with this. I I, I think, mm, mm, like, I want to put, you know, like, I hate Michigan. I don't think Michigan should I be in the top five. Michigan. Yeah, I do, because I think they just don't play anybody. You don't play anybody until <laughs> the end of the year. So, inevitably, when you lose to Ohio State at the end of the year, what are we all going to say? Yeah. Oh, uh, we well, spent all year second in the nation, and then you lost to Ohio State. The, okay. on, the only reason that Michigan is there is because everybody says they should be there. They don't have a quality win. I think Jim Harbaugh is a very interesting martyr. Yeah. 
I don't believe in Michigan. I think they yes, are they physical? Yes. But they're not going to play a big game until November. Yeah. Yeah. That's my issue. And I went back last night and I, I really looked at I really looked at Michigan and I tried to be a Michigan fan. Right. And it, it, I just can't do it with this. With, I just don't see it yet. And maybe I'll be wrong. I think the way they went out of the playoff last year really exposed them. I think this is the last year you get a free pass in the Big Ten. I think that's the only reason they are where they are. Yeah, yeah. And as far as the fifth team is concerned, I, I guess it's Alabama. But I was really, that to me, the fifth team is a mixed bag. I think it's those four and everyone else. I nearly had Alabama four. And I really debated this. I also went and looked at the Florida State defense. That's why I kept him in the top five. And I think the fact that that Florida State is – are they interesting? Are they – I mean, they're not that interesting, but they are 5-0. and oh. They are very clearly, in my opinion, a better team than Louisville is. Yeah. And sadly, we probably won't find out. But I think Florida State's defense is the difference maker. I think we've told you time and again uh, that Jordan Travis, I think, is overrated. Um, you cannot – complete 64% of your passes and be elite. But, like, compare, like, the reason I don't love Florida State being in the top five is because Washington's just as good as Florida State, in my opinion. Right? Yeah, I Washington, mean, the argument is the argument is not Washington, it's Texas. That's it's, my subtraction. I probably, I could, you, you wouldn't have to push me very hard to go Alabama four, Texas five. Yeah. And I know that Texas beat Alabama, and, and hey, how many times is Texas going to beat Alabama? Well, maybe five out of five this year. I don't know. I'm still putting Alabama ahead of Texas because I respect Nick Saban more than I like Steve Sarkeesian. Does Florida State beat neither of those teams? Either of those? I don't think they do. Yeah. But right now, uh, they're undefeated, and I think I think their defense, Florida State's defense, is underrated. That that I I watching a bunch of, of clips on them, watching a bunch of tape on Florida State's defense. They're very good. Yeah. They're very good. I, 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 Jordan Travis, I struggle with because of the Clemson game. I thought he was awful in the Clemson game at times. And I just, that def, I value defense in college football. I do. And I think, I think first that defense, that team, um, I look at the, I mean, they dismantled a really bad Virginia Tech team. That's what's hard, but, to be honest. That's what's hard for me is, is I look at this and I say, okay. Let's throw out the strength of schedule thing and the fact that they play in the ACC. Okay, if you throw that out, right, and we're just we're just on merit, if I say, okay, hey, Jordan Travis and company, you throw them up against, you know, any, any of these teams. Like, if I throw Florida State up against Ohio State, I'm taking Ohio State seven days out of seven. Uh, uh, Michigan, Michigan, I think, is a close game. Michigan's defense is really good, but I don't believe in that offense. I'm not sure that that offense could hang with Florida State. Yeah. So, like, that one to me is close, but... Again, that's what brings me back to, okay, as you said, Michigan's only in there because everyone thinks they should be in there just because. Yeah. So that's what I think is tough, and that's why I'm with you. Like, I do think, you know, Georgia, Oregon, you know, Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma. those are the, Oklahoma, those are the teams well, that I have You in just there. won't say Oklahoma. You, you, I, I'm, I, my friends, I don't know what Oklahoma's going to have to do, and it's not just you. I think across college football, the Oklahoma Sooners are disrespected, and I, I, I don't know why. I don't because know they why don't have, they don't have a big name. Let's be honest, Dylan, Dylan Gabriel, Gabriel. Oh my he's god, he's not a big name. Dylan Gabriel is not Quinn Ewers. He's not. He's not Jordan Travis. Wow. He's not that guy. 
I mean, uh, I he is he, that guy I think in the field, but name-wise, brand-wise, he's not. I think he is far. I think he's far better than. As a brand, that's probably true. He's better than Jordan Travis. By he's a lot. He's better than. He, he should be. He was he, better than he Quinn. He should be in. Tomorrow we're going to do our top five Heisman Trophy yeah. list. Yeah. Dylan Gabriel is going to be in my top three. Yeah, and you know what impressed me in that Texas game? Is what I said about Bo Nix earlier when we were talking about Washington. Dylan Gabriel found the balance between the pass and the run, and when he ran, it was very effective, and he kept the defense honest. And that's what you have to do in this league. Bo Nix or Dylan Gabriel? Uh, Dylan Gabriel right now. If Bo Nix wins this game, I'm taking Bo Nix. It's close. It's really close. It's really close. I think Dylan, Dylan Gabriel... And Brock Bowers are the two guys not getting Heisman love that deserve it. Like watching Georgia, I mean, Brock Bowers, I think he's the best tight end in the country, arguably. Yeah. Is he the best player in football? He's not. I think that's Michael Penix. But man, I look at Dylan Gabriel. I look at Bo Nix. I'll just keep saying Bo Nix is playing the best football of his entire football life. Yeah. It's why I have him third. I definitely think, dude, I, I, I'm i talking about brand. I want to be really clear on this because I don't want there to be confusion. Oklahoma deserves to be in the top five, in my opinion, and obviously they are, but like in that group regularly now. Uh, and Dylan Gabriel should be right there. Dylan Gabriel oh. should be in the Heisman conversation, but you want to know why he's not? Because they don't do enough to, 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 to push him. They don't do enough to brand. Yeah. Like if you asked, you know, the average football fan, just an average person who's got a nine to five that doesn't call follow college football as closely as we do. I'm not confident that they would know hey, Dylan Gabriel's uh, hey, name. Hey, Jimmy, who's the quarterback at Oklahoma? Oh, uh, I think it's Troy Aikman. Uh, Baker, uh, Kyler Murray. Hey, who's that little uh, short guy? Right, like that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I don't. Like, that is very true. I don't disagree. Oh my goodness, JT Real Muto. Oh, man, he's going to clear the bases. The Braves are in real trouble. The Braves are in real, real trouble. It is six to 6-1. The Philadelphia Phillies are pounding the Atlanta Braves. JT Real Muto with a two-run double. It is. It's this on. is wild. It is a six-run third inning yeah. for the Philadelphia Phillies in game three of a 1-1 five-game series. This is this may be this may be pushing the Phillies into the next round of the playoffs. This is wild. Glad you right stayed now. away from that brave starting pitcher, man. Oh man. Well, yeah. Yeah, but I but what did I have him? I had him in, in runs allowed. Now okay. I wish you know. It's fine. Mark Hoffman. Nobody is giving SC a chance just like last year when they showed up and smashed the Irish. Just wait and see. Well, Mark, are you old world Mark Hoffman? Um I like SC. I like Lincoln Riley. You can't give up 82 points in two weeks. Yeah. That got me off the bandwagon. The the absolute nap they took at Colorado cannot happen. Yeah. And you won the game. But does that matter when, it, when, when again, we're talking about a college football playoff where you have a d- bunch of dudes that sit around and debate this? You have a bunch of administrators in in, in – College football experts that sit around and are like, yeah, but bro, do you remember when they gave up 41 points at home to Arizona and they had to hang on to beat Arizona 43-41? Yeah, That's I, a lot of points, I bro. can't put them in the playoff. Like, 
give Arizona credit, but that's that's too many points to be given up there. They Arizona. gave up 28-14-10 to San Jose State, Nevada, and Stanford. 28 points to Arizona State, 41 to Colorado, and 41 to Arizona. Yeah. Now, having said that, they've also scored 91 points in two weeks. So Caleb Williams is at the head of the Heisman list for a reason. I don't yeah. think anybody's disrespecting SC. I, I just think they don't play enough defense. And the problem with the with that setup is is when you're playing really good teams, that's not going to be good enough. I, I mean, at some point, the other team's defense is going to stop you. At some point, the other team's defense is going to stop you. And and I think that's what's that's tough. Right. Like I, I I have no problem slurping Caleb Williams. I think he's the best quarterback in the country. I think he has been the best quarterback in the country. I don't care if your name is Dylan Gabriel, Quinn Ewers, uh, uh, you know, Kyle McCord, whoever you want to point to. He's better than you. But this is the same thing that I say about Alabama, and everybody's like, oh, you're just like Alabama because of Nick Saban. Well, I also like the fact that Jalen Milrow threw for 300 yards over the weekend. No one's talking about it. Right? And the, that he only he threw three touchdowns in one pick. And I also like the fact that he's not running, that he's a 300-yard passing quarterback. Yeah, you know what that is? That's development. That's Nick Saban doing his job. And I like the fact that Jermaine Burton is turning into a real weapon. I like the fact that, well, I'd like the fact more of Malachi Morad and left that game hurt, but Kool-Aid McKinstry and, and Tim Keenan are playing good football right now. Yes, and if they learn to cover, if, if Kool-Aid McKinstry develops a little more, this defense is going to be a hell of a lot better. Now, again, Malachi's got to come back and play. But I'm not putting Alabama there just because it's roll tie. I'm putting Alabama there and make no mistake about it. Alabama's my fifth team because Jalen Milrow's throwing the football well. On the road in a hostile environment again. Yeah. And for my money, there there's real value in that. Mm-hmm. Real value in No. Christopher Shannon, I'm not. Alabama just living on the benefit of the doubt. No. They're living on the fact that Jalen Jalen Milrow had every reason to be a, a real sourpuss and a pain in the ass when he lost his yes. job. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He stood and delivered. He supported his teammates. He do you guys understand the day the, the week that they took his job? He was in the film room leading film study, trying to get the other quarterbacks ready to go. He's a teammate. He's a leader. On the sideline, he's sitting there with iPads, like going through it with them. Yeah. Like, hey, here's what I see. That's leadership. That's why he got the job back and he's earned it. I, I don't think it's I, I really don't. I don't think that it's that it's just the benefit of the doubt. Aaron no. Wilson says roll turd. There you go. Uh, I want to see the underdog win, Kay Nuren says. Yeah, okay. we all want that until the TV ratings come back and they're crap. And and not to exacerbate that point, but who's at the top of the TV ratings this week? Where's the underdog there? Um, oh, it must have been Notre Dame. No, that's Notre Dame. Well, how about uh, the mighty Mac? Where's Terrapin fan this week? Hey, Mar- oh. hey. hey, is this thing working? Ma- Maryland, where you got? I'm waiting for my crab cakes, bro. Remember last week, all the Maryland um, fans? Oh, you guys are underrating Maryland. We're going to show out this week. Must you have are? missed that when Ohio State beat your ass in front of 4.5 million people. Yes. Right? Come on. But you look at the, the names here. There are no underdogs. There are, there are no underdogs. Look at the precipitous decline when the matchup goes down. Maryland-Ohio State was 4.5 million 
still a respectable number. How about Kentucky, Georgia? Three million. How about Michigan, Minnesota? Three million. Uh, Virginia Tech, FSU, three million. Drop Arizona, USC is all the way down to two and a half. From Oklahoma, Texas, it's seven point eight million. Does anybody think Oregon, Washington gets to seven point eight million views this week? I think it'll be close. But I think that's a five million view game. Yeah. Because nationally, I don't think the Pac-12 is respected or gets love. That's just me. LFG says UCLA to the Pac Conference Championship game is not far fetched. That defense is not far fetched. Daniel Dixon, Alabama cannot jump Texas. I know. Yeah. I know. And I went through it. I some of the play calling against Oklahoma is is completely sus out of Steve Sarkeesian. I thought the defense was fine. I thought that Jade Barron played his ass off. That defense was fine. Some of that offensive play calling, mm, mm. not sure what you were looking at. Not why are you not throwing right? And I know this is going to sound overly simplistic, and you're trying your man speaking me, Monty. Why not throw the football right right to where the guy is blitzing from? Oklahoma beat your ass off the end. Why did you not throw? And it was repeatedly. Is that on Quinn Ewers or, or Steve Sarkeesian? I don't know. But when you get blitzed like that, and it's like kitchen sink, dude. like All out. You got to throw the football from where the blitzer's coming from. Yep. And I don't believe Texas did that even one time when I was watching. Not one time. That's why I give the benefit of the doubt to Alabama over Texas. Yeah. Because there's just something there where I'm like. Well, and the reality is Nick Saban's played in a hell of a lot more big time games and sarcasm, you know. Nick Saban's been doing this thing for a long time. And so that's where I say, okay, you want to you want to throw in the the resume thing for coaches. Okay, yeah, I understand. Would Nick Saban have handled the Oklahoma game differently if he was Texas head coach? Yeah, I think he probably would have. I think there probably would have been a little bit different of an approach. Uh I think honestly, I think Nick Saban would be taking way more advantage of the of the top end skill position talent that Texas has. Because I'm going to need you to, to to just recognize that Aaron Nola is a complete stud who's now got six strikeouts. Yeah, dude, he's making me look good, bro. Cha-ching! boy. Winner for daddy. Let's go, baby. You Let's finally go. Prize picks coming through on a three for three. Um, ya boy. Uh, I just won myself some $45 money on uh, prize picks. So he's got six now, correct? He's got six strikeouts See. now. See, we're in a strong position now. Let's go. For tonight, too. Let's go. Won. Now we're in a real strong position. Did you take the Enola Matthews combo tonight? What, what do you uh, have again? I, I did not. I took Urikiti and, and Ryan. That's Talking right. about prize picks, you guys, real quick before we get back to college football here on the Monty Show. Dude, he's dealing. He's got um, another one coming up right here. Prize picks, the official daily fantasy uh, partner of the Monty Show. Get the prize pick app. You guys, you got to play with us. It is so much fun. They give you 100% deposit matching when you use the promo code Monty or just click the link in the description below. These are my prize picks for today. Ah, Jose, let's go. Let's go. Jose Uriquiti and Joe Ryan combining for a run in the first inning. That's Houston, Minnesota, right? Matt Olson, uh, one and a half hits, runs, and RBIs combined. He's already got a hit, so I just need another base hit. Alex Bregman, same thing. And then I have Lance Lynn to give up four hits or more. That's all that – that's that's – Hits are hits are hits. 
I just need Lance Lynn to give up four hits against the for the Dodgers tonight against Arizona. Dude, we're feeling good right now, dude. Lawyers. And then there's Jake. Here's Jake's prize picks. Aaron Nolan, Austin Matthews. So I believe Aaron Nolan now has seven Ks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does. Yeah. Jake just needs three shots out of Austin Matthews tonight. <laughs> and Aaron Nola's not yeah. done. It's only you the should fourth, cash baby. on that. Lance Lynn and Brandon That's Paft. That's the one. That's the one. Seven and a half combined strikeouts. You've got Joe Ryan needs to give up four or more hits and Jason Hayward to strike out. I think you're in really good shape yeah. here. Strong position here. You, I think you might take down the Benji on, on prize picks tonight. The only thing on this list I'm worried about, the only thing I'm worried about is Lance Lynn giving up four or more hits. That's the only one I'm worried about. I feel really good about Bregman. But, but see, to me, the D-backs have been hot, man. Really hot. Speak it. Speak it like, into existence. I, I think you're fine there, dude. I think you're going to cover that no problem. Speak it into existence. The old man needs a payday. Yes. Let's go. Speak it into existence. Prize Picks, our daily fantasy partner. It is so much fun. All of our, our listeners in the Monty Show exclusive uh, members only Instagram group. We all exchange our prize picks every day. It is so much fun. Prize picks has, has just been a revelation for the showroom. So uh, get on board. Uh, all right. Let's get back to your thoughts on college football. Uh, Cowpoke Ranch says if OU loses another game, it'll be in uh, Stillwater. Nah. Now, I understand why you're going with that. But do you really think that they can win Bedlam on the way out the door? You think o- Oklahoma State can beat Oklahoma in Bedlam with Oklahoma going out the door? Man, I think that I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Now, have you have you beat K-State? That was an amazing win. Amazing. But the loss to directional Alabama University of Institute of Technology, that's a problem. Yeah. What's your quality win right now? I think it's K-State. And, I'm a man! And I'm not trying to be a detractor, but that's Will Howard's worst performance as a college quarterback. And I'm a big believer that nobody remembers that. Nobody's going to say, oh, Will Howard threw all these picks. They're going to say, hey, you beat K-State. But now you've got to beat Kansas because Jalen Daniels is doubtful with this back injury again. Right. So it looks like he's not going to play. Then you got to go to West Virginia and win. And Neil Brown's got the Mountaineers mountaineering. I don't know what the hell that means. (laughs) Cincinnati, and then it's Bedlam on November 4th. Right. And that's probably going to be a primetime game. Should be. And I think by that point, Oklahoma is going to be wanting some kneecaps. Because they have UCF at Kansas and then Bedlam. Yeah. Dude, they're... and Kansas isn't going to be a ranked team after this week, I don't think. Come on, man. Oklahoma is going to take UCF apart at the studs. Dude, like... Yeah. UCF is so injury depleted. Come on. Come on now. I I don't buy it. I don't. Mike Smith. Remember when Utah fan and Oregon fan went behind the dumpster and worked out? Okay. Guy. Too much. Uh, AAR, Miami Hurricanes legend, the coach screwed up. My God. My God. Like, what are we even what are we even talking about? Andrew Bateman. Hey, Andrew. Uh, if Oregon gets four and a half per run, this game is over. 100%. 100%, dude. And they and, will. And I agree. And they will. They play physical. F- That's what I'm saying, dude. And they Oregon, will. 
it's not that Oregon is just like so much more talented than you are. They are talented, but it, they believe in Dan Lanning's messaging and they just want to run you the hell over, man. Yep. And that's what makes them different. Andrew Bateman, uh, you're missing the point. Oregon pulled Bo Nix against Colorado in the third, pulled starters in the third, could have beaten, could have been 16 to nothing. Yeah. I think we talked about that the day, the the Monday after that game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan Lanning took it easy on Dion, and easily could have shut Colorado out. And I say easily, could have sh shut Colorado out. Yeah, no, nope, totally agree, dude. I, I totally think you're 100 percent right. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, let's see, um, Jim R. Hey Jim, Bama's remaining schedule. Do Alabama, bro. <laughs> okay, hang on. Let me pull it up. Alabama. Some people are pissed. I said Alabama directional. Really, you guys. I'm sorry, Southern Alabama. Stop with Alabama direct. Shut up. Uh, remaining schedule: uh, Arkansas this weekend. Malachi Moore is a game time decision with a high ankle sprain. I think that's a big one. Uh, Tennessee, LSU at Kentucky, Chattanooga at Auburn. That LSU game is going to be for all the marbles. Mm -hmm. I think that decides who wins the West. I think that's that's it right there. Whoever wins that game wins the West. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how all that plays out. Jalen Milrow is a revelation the way he's played. I It's going to be interesting. Any, uh, look, I like Oregon's chances versus Washington because they can run the ball well. And with these new clock rules, if you can run the ball, you win. Yeah, another great point, dude. Absolutely. Hundo P. Absolutely. Hundo P. Uh, Oklahoma was beating Texas in the trenches. Did. Absolutely. <clears throat> Lance Johnson, Texas gave up more points to OU than SMU did. I, and, I mean, SMU's the best team in the country. You would expect that. Yeah, that's why they're in the ACC, right? Yeah, it says Dallas on the front of their uniforms. <clears throat> uh, Jeff Woodworth, guys, 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 guys. Miami is one proposal away from being undefeated. Can you believe Cristobal did that? At least he wore it. I can't believe he did that. At least he wore it. Dude. That is... Dan Lebetard, a noted hurricane. A cane. Canes. Said that's the worst loss in the history of Miami football. I don't know if I can go. You've Some national championships in there that felt like a staple through your bag. It was a bad loss. You don't recover from that. Yeah. You don't, you don't recover from that. I mean, you, you just don't. Yeah. There, there's there's no way. Mike Smith, OC at Miami now claiming or taking the blame for Neil Gate game. I'm Amen. sure. I, mm, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Neil Gate? <laughs> Bro. Hey, Monty, uh, enunciate it correctly. Alabama. Is that what you had, you had in mind? Uh, Anthony, remember Oregon was up last year until Bo got hurt. They are uh, healthy this year. Yeah, yep. had that yep. that huge. That's Charlie what I'm saying. I, I I think like I, looking at uh, what everyone in Vegas has it at. I mean, they're they're dude. There's opportunity here, dude. You, I mean, you talking about Oregon being a dog in this game, dude? Hey, you can get this game. Everything I see right now is still plus three. That's what most people have this at for Oregon. Plus three. Boom. Just got my prize picks deposit. Hey. Let's go. My boy's back. Let's it go. Feels, it feels, I'd, like to, I, I'd <laughs> like to thank the uh, I'd like to thank the Academy um, and my wire transfer company. Thank you. Um, just cashed on $45, dude. Aiden go. Hill for 20, uh, 32 saves. Thank you, Aiden. 
Sonny Gray and Nathan Nivaldi for uh, 13 strikeouts. Thanks, boys. Yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, big shout out uh, to Nate. Nice job. Uh, Sonny, you're terrible. Uh, and Aaron <laughs> Nola, um, brotherly love. Philly up. Love you, buddy. Seven strikeouts. I only needed five. Man, if he, dude. If Buddy gets to ten, if Buddy, I am gets in to 10. such good shape here, man. Like, I I would like, agree. If um, he strikes oh, out, damn! I accidentally strolled to my other past entries that are all losses. <laughs> Let's not make that mistake again. Um, I, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. I, I'm feeling good. You're Equity and Ryan. We got to get that done. Yeah. Uh, you know. Let's see. Uh, Cowboy, uh, Cowpoke Ranch. We're definitely down this year, and Gundy don't care no more, but I definitely think it being the last bedlam on our home field will be up for it. Oh, I think it's strong to say Mike Gundy doesn't care anymore. I think Mike Gundy is late to the party on NIL and recruiting, and I think it's hurting him right now. We We made it almost halfway through the show without talking about NIL or the portal. Because it's illegal. I'd like to thank everybody for doing that. I don't break the rules. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) dude, seriously. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, oh boy. The mullet has arrived. Oh dear. Oh my. James, the, oh my. James, who has instructed us to say Oak State. Oak State. Okay. Oak State. James, Oak State, big 12 fan. What I said about OU applies to KU in West Virginia. As long as the Pokes can run the ball and win time of possession, they will be competitive in any game. Ollie Gordon is the real deal at running back. Hard to argue with that. Hard to argue with that. I'm just saying. I don't uh, look. Ollie Gordon, huge game against K State. Legit. I I I don't even think you're wrong. Tony, you're just gonna be Tony because hey, I Tone. I got no idea how to say that last name. That's right, T. As an Oregon fan, I'd take Lanning over Cristobal every day, every day. Yeah, dude. All every day. day. Dude. I, we joked about this when Cristobal went home to Miami. Oh, man. The favorite son returns. Please. Uh, you can have him. I'm not an Oregon fan, but I would imagine Oregon fans are like, yeah, nice call, Mario. We saw that too many times. Uh, Richard Salino. Monty, do you believe now Oregon will beat Utah at RES this year? Even if Rising and Keithy play, I still think they will. I do not. If 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 Brant Keithy, Brant Keithy is the I think arguably the best wide receiver slash tight end in the country. He has you want Brock Bowers better? Brant Keithy. Yeah. He's a huge difference maker. And then you add Cam Rising to that, you're not beating Utah at home with those two guys in peak form at RES. Plus You're, the defense. It's not happening. Yeah. And I really respect Oregon, but they're not beating Utah with Brand Keith and Cam Rising. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I, I don't see any way that that happens. So the eye patch. Uh, rabid Granny, Roll Tide. Hey. Roll Tide. Yeah, dude. Uh, Jim R says K State stock is down. It is. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bateman, Washington looks like old Chip Kelly Ducks. Great scoring, no defense. Washington hoping for a basketball game score. They are. I wouldn't say no defense. I just don't think. I mean, who are we kidding? Is anybody on par in the conference with, um, with Oregon right now? I mean, no. But the best defenses in the conference are probably. 
I mean, Utah, Oregon certainly is there. UCLA is there. Oregon State is as physical as anybody. I mean, I, I think I look at the numbers from Washington. I mean, Washington is 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 not a slouch. I mean, no, I, I they haven't really they're they haven't been tested defensively. I don't feel like that's I mean, what I'm saying. That's why this game is is so legit. Dude. It's a little problematic. He gave up 32 to Cal, uh, but 31 24 at Arizona is nothing to to criticize them for. Yeah, not when USC gave up 40. Yeah, I mean, I, Oregon's better than Washington defensively. Let's not get this twisted, but they're yeah. they're not terrible. I mean, they certainly, if you look at who's the best defense in the Pac-12, it is probably Utah. Not yeah, probably, it's Utah. It is Utah. I think Oregon, Oregon is number two. Nah, I don't put Oregon State. I think UCLA is better than Oregon State defensively. I think I think UCLA is better than Oregon State defensively. I think DJ Uyunglele is a huge I, – I need it. He, he did well against Utah. There's no question. Can he carry that team? Yeah, we'll find out, I guess, right? Can he carry that team? That is a huge if. Can he carry that team? I'm not, I'm not willing, willing to say he can carry that team. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not ready to say that. Yeah. Um. Is he capable? Yeah. Is he carrying? Them? I don't know. And I know Oregon State fans are going to be like, see, you hate us. Ah! Say what you want. All I'm telling you is I think it's going to be very interesting. Are mm -hmm. you saying uh, 49er UCLA Wolverine? Are you saying Ohio State will beat Michigan? No way. Uh, yeah, I am saying that. And, and I, it, I, they can't, will they? I don't know. Those games are awfully close. Yeah. And that game's at the house, isn't it? Like, is that it? That's not at the shoe. I think it's at Michigan. Um, you know, I mean, that game, obviously the, the big 10 East is up for grabs. Mm -hmm. Uh, that game's at the big house. So, I mean, I'm probably going to lean Michigan, but let's see what happens in November. I mean, you've got Penn state, Maryland, and Ohio state. If you're Michigan, good luck. So, it, it pisses me off that Michigan's not going to play anybody until Penn state. Yeah. I like, guess is a joke now. Yeah. And then we get to throw them in the number two overall. Which and, is ridiculous. And they just get the rubber stamp of, oh, yeah, they're good. They're elite. Number two. Number two. Number oh, – yeah, okay. oh, wait, Georgia lost. Michigan's the best team in the country. Michigan's That's the untrained eye. But, and and I, I know that everybody on this show, the Michigan fans, roll in here and they're all like, wow, you hate us. You hate us. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what have you done to deserve – consider? It, let's say Georgia loses. Who's the best team in the country then? Who's number one? Who is – and that's the wrong question. Georgia loses. Who's the number one team in the country? The Michigan. And based on what? Oh, I'm sorry. Did they win the Red River rivalry? Did I miss that? It was <coughs> Michigan who beat Texas. Oh, no. They were, they, were, they were busy farting around with Minnesota. 52 to 10. Yeah. They're not the best. They shouldn't be number one. There's nothing about Michigan that says, oh, Michigan should be the number one team in the country. Nothing. And they're getting first place votes. Yeah. And it's wild to me. They don't belong at number one. If Georgia loses, the Oklahoma Sooners should be number one. Yeah. Period, point blank. Yep. And if Oregon beats Washington, Oregon should be number two. Period. And, and again, let's talk resumes. Put Michigan's resume up against Oklahoma's resume and, and fight me for it. How do you say Michigan has a better resume, man? 
Oh, that's right. Oklahoma beat the team that beat Alabama. Florida State's got a better resume than Michigan. Alabama's got a better resume than Michigan. Texas has a better resume than Michigan. And that's what I'm saying. It's That's the issue in college football is it's, oh, well, are you undefeated or not? That's the only thing people care about. We don't care about strength schedule. We don't care about, you know, your path. We don't care about any of that. It just makes me crazy. Yeah. It just makes me and crazy. And then we want to sit here and say, oh, well, it's logical and we're evaluating and we're honestly telling you. No, you're not, on, dude. Man. You're not. Come on, man. Stop. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, you guys. They are trying to give homeless kids some normalcy on Halloween. And again, I know I talk about this a lot, but I am so passionate about the welfare and health of our kids. And I'm a big believer that when you're homeless, you know how brutal school kids can be. And when you're homeless, you don't look as good. You don't feel as good. You're not sleeping as well. You're not achieving as much because you have a lot of things away from school to deal with. Where's my meal coming from? Where am I sleeping tonight? Am I in a shelter? Am I in a car? Am I in a van? You're not even thinking about Halloween because your mom or your dad can't afford to buy you a costume. You're not handing out candy and you're probably not going trick or treating. But when you work with a group like the advocates who are partnered with the road home, they want to help kids that are homeless have a normal Halloween. And I, I'm, I'm here for it. This is the uh, Venmo for the advocates. Please screenshot this. Um, and send the advocates a dollar, $5, $100, a million dollars, whatever you can. I'm asking you to consider contributing to a really good effort to make sure that homeless kids have a great night on Halloween. And I think it makes a difference when you can bring Halloween candy to school when you're the only kid that doesn't have any, when you're the only kid that doesn't have stories of fun and reveling on Halloween night, and you're already getting picked on and you're probably getting bullied and the other kids know you're homeless. Dude, come on. Imagine what that's like for a 10-year-old. Imagine what that's like for a 12-year-old. Let's help them out. A dollar, five dollars, anything you have, Venmo the Advocates at Advocates Donations on Venmo. Uh, in the notes section, if you could please consider putting the Monty Show Halloween, that would be great. Uh, but anything you have would be amazing. And I, I, I quite literally mean a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, a million dollars. Let's help kids that are homeless have a normal period of time in their lives on Halloween. Thanks to our friends at The Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the in the uh, business, The Advocates at theadvocates.com. Uh, let's see. Let me make sure I see everybody saying, oh, man, you missed my super chat. Uh, Cowpoke uh, Ranch. I'm glad OU is now in the top five. Now, when we lay the smack down on them for the tiebreaker, we'll have a top five win and play Texas for the title. Okay, okay, okay. Are, are, you're a huge Will Howard fan, aren't you? <laughs> Look at the confidence that Will Howard gave the Pokes. Uh, like, it's a the win over K-State is a good <clears throat> win. The, what they did to Giddens, like, I, I mean, it's amazing. You're not going to beat Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. I don't know what we'll bet. Next Monday, we're going to announce our amazing uh, fall promotion. Um, it involves the NFL. It involves Las Vegas. You guys are going to love it. And I'm just telling you, you are going to absolutely positively flip out over this. Yes. But what I'm telling you is, dudes, I don't know what we'll bet. I, I really don't know what we will bet. But there is not Something. a chance in the world. There is not a chance in the world that Oklahoma State is beating Oklahoma. I just nope. don't know how. How would that even happen? No.
And Connor Johnson, what did you do? You've been here three minutes, and I'm getting notices that you got filtered. Damn. So what did you I see one comment from Connor. Roger that at Mike Smith. <laughs> what did you do? I don't know what you did. Tarrant County, boy, ain't homeless kids in orphanages? I hope not. Yeah. I hope there's great organizations out there like the Road Home that provide shelters, that provide rental units, that provide food. I, can you imagine being a 10-year-old and you don't know where you're sleeping tonight? That's real. That is real, you guys. And I, I just really hope that if you'll, if you'll just consider it, man. And I know everybody's tight. And I listen, you guys, I understand that um, I, I ask sometimes a lot of, of you to hit the like button, subscribe to the show. I, I'm just asking you to, to give a dollar, five to anything you can give. Yeah. It just, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like is really important. Mike Smith, Papa Murphy's on unemployment right now. I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, what does that mean, dude? What do you mean? Katie Raider, afternoon, everyone. Monty, pew, 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 rack them. Is Oklahoma, is, is Oklahoma State going to beat Oklahoma? Mm. No. <laughs> I, I mean. You, I love the spirit. Yeah, I, mean, I love guys, the spirit in Stillwater. I do. Y'all can live it, but, you know. I do. And I love the spirit the Texas Tech fan has shown. You've got, you have a huge game with K-State this weekend. You had better beat the hell out of K-State. Yeah. You need to beat K-State. You need to beat K-State. After what happened against Oklahoma State, if they go to Lubbock and beat Texas Tech, Joey McGuire's probably going to be working at Papa Murphy's Pizza. <laughs> like You need this. You need this win. That's it. This is a big weekend. Kenneth Maynard, how the heck are you? I think Penn State is a top four team. They can prove it uh, beating Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, I think that defense is definitely underrated. I, I, I anybody, uh, anybody see that little uh, James Franklin press conference? So James uh, Franklin, speaking of Penn State, James Franklin lost his ever-loving mind. He was He was meeting with the media today, and – a reporter asked him, hey, do you guys just throw the ball up deep for the sake of throwing it deep to keep the defense honest? A follow-up to what uh, you were just asked there about Drew. Is there a balance, though, between, hey, we need you to throw the ball deep no matter what. Just take a shot. Don't don't overthink it. Take a shot. We need to see it. We're going to call it. And, and we need you to get some confidence in doing this as opposed to even giving – a young quarterback the chance to say, hey, just check it down if, if, if it's not there. I, I don't really understand what you're saying because we would never. Like, I'm like, my skin is curling when you say just drop back and chuck it deep no matter what. Like, like that is like, I, I don't even know what you're, I don't know what you're saying. It's like you're speaking like from just Mars. Just send a guy in a post pattern, take the shot, throw it. No matter it. what. Give your receiver a chance to make a play on a ball. Uh, even if he might be covered 30 yards down the field, maybe you think he'll be open 45 yards down the field and, and like Godwin did or with Jahan or KJ. We, you, we've you, we, like, like, I still don't like you're speaking Japanese. Like, like we, we have never done that. Just throw the ball up and maybe he'll be open and maybe he'll catch. Like, my skin is like. Like my, I'm, my, I'm, 
Like you're making me uncomfortable. Like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So okay. yeah, we 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 would not do that. We would never do that. We've never thought about doing that as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator, as a receivers coach. I coached the receivers. I didn't want them to do that. Uh, Bro, <laughs> like my skin is curling, dude. Oh, here's here's the problem. Every offensive coordinator wants to call that. Hey, man, just run a go route. Uh, hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, throw a go route. Tell John to run down the sideline go route. I don't got, really got to slow down the blitz. What you're saying? Play action, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, can you hear me? <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Every offensive no. coordinator. You guys, can you imagine playing Oklahoma's defense and they're like just kicking your ass? Tell me Steve Sarkeesian's like, bro, throw a deep ball. Please. Please, God. Help me. Play action fake into a deep. Hey, Quinn, can you hear me, bro? Dude. Deep. Deep. By the <laughs> way. Uh, My skin's crawling. Aaron Nola's got 7Ks now. That's what I'm saying. Just saying, man. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I let's. I need Matt Olson. I'm a little worried about Matt Olson now. You guys, I already won one of my prize picks. Anyway, how good do you guys think Penn State is? I think Penn State can win the conference. I agree. We don't know because they don't play anybody. We don't play anybody. Uh, Andy Anderson for $10. Looking at a merger move forward, the Mountain West is looking good and combined with the Pac-2 would be a very strong conference if performance can be maintained. You know, I was talking to a guy today about this, and the biggest question remains, how long does it take for the Pac-2 to acquiesce on this $60 million in NCAA units? Because that's what the, the exiting 10 members want. They don't want to leave the money that they have earned in the conference for the Pac-2 to spend on growing their future. Yeah. To which I say, well, hey, then maybe you should have hung around until you got paid. And, well, okay, you had to do what's best for you. Okay, well, then you're leaving the money behind. You went to greener pastures in the Big 12 and the Big 10. I wouldn't call that the ACC, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe that's your penance. Maybe. I don't know. But I think Gloria Navarez as a commissioner of a reimagined Pac-12, there's a lot to like there. Yeah. Uh, Lance Johnson, Franklin, quote, am, am I on a prank reality show? Like the blank stare. That's the thing. If you guys watch this video, if you watch this a video. follow-up to what uh, you were just asked there Look at the blank Drew. stare. Is there a it balance, never changes. though, between, hey, we need you to throw the ball deep no matter. Just take a shot. Don't, don't overthink it. Take nope. a shot. Uh, we need to um, see it. We're going to call it. And we need you to get some confidence in doing this as opposed to even giving a young quarterback the chance to say, hey, just check it down if, if, if it's not there. Here, let me answer the question for you, James. Who the f is this guy and how stupid are you? Because <laughs> that's what he was thinking. Yeah. He was thinking, this is the stupidest question I've ever heard. Who is this guy? How can I ban him from asking future questions? I'm occasionally going to blink so he thinks I'm paying attention. <laughs> Like, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, the only thing more outrageous than that question was... ...in opposition, Anita Dick is an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. 
his cock. <laughs> Can you believe? Do you guys ever just throw it up? No. Dude. And by the way, what coach is going to say yes? Are you kidding me? Dude. Oh, my God. Tarrant County boy, am I on punk? James Franklin's asking. Jim R, do face, duh face, exactly. Uh, the Chris D, are they going to get more money and credits from new conferences? They won't. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, Ron Nolan, babyface Wilson is 24. He doesn't sleep his passes out. He is. He has a serious problem. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're saying. I don't know what you mean. D says, build up Oregon. They will lose. Build them up. Lonnie, Oregon at Washington, the best game of the week by far. By far. Uh, James, Oak State. Right now, I would ha- I would not have Oak State beating OU. I believe Gabriel is a really talented QB. The Cowboys have to run well, then play action pass. Oak State needs to beat KU and four new teams to finish 8-4. and four. Oak State ain't doing that. Did he hit another yes. one? 414 feet this time. All right, we'll see you later. Oh, my God. We'll see you later. Bryce Harper just took Brad Hand deep. Ooh. Bryce Harper, if there's a better postseason swing, I don't know who it is. And he's talking junk as he goes around the bases. I love it. I don't know who it is, but the Braves are wearing it. 7-1, to one, Philadelphia leads in the bottom of the fifth, and there's nobody out. Send Nola back out. Oof. Oof. You've got that one. I know, but I mean, that doesn't mean I want to – I, dude – Austin Matthews starts in about five minutes. Let's go. Uh, Andrew uh, Moorman, uh, whatever happened to Florida State and Clemson leaving the ACC sure got quiet after they're complaining. Mm. It's the 11th. Weren't they supposed to leave by the 13th? We'll see. Uh, Cowpoke Ranch, Oak State, going to win the Big 12 in the Big... <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I don't judge people for day drinking. I don't. Uh, Mike Smith, who called me babyface? Oh, brother, where art thou? Remember that movie? That was a strange-ass movie. A really strange movie. Um, all right. One, one quick, uh, thing I want to get to. Um, did you guys hear about Lexi Thompson, the golfer? You guys are going to hate this topic. I just want you to know that's my insecurity coming out. Uh, Lexi Thompson is going to play in the Shriners Children's Open this weekend. Um, That is a men's PGA Tour event. Lexi Thompson is a LPGA golfer, a woman. And there are a lot of dudes who are unhappy with this. There has been so much slander pointed at Lexi Thompson because she's a woman. Does she have business playing on the PGA Tour? I mean, I definitely think it's a conversation. I, I I maintain golf is one of those sports where it's individual-based. It's individual performance, you versus you, outside of things like the Ryder Cup, let's say. And, uh, hey, if you can hang with the guys, she should play. I, I think it's that simple. And, yeah, by the way, she's a damn good golfer. I mean, there's just no way around that. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I understand that there's precedence and – or not precedence, tradition – you know, like, hey, like, there's a men's tour and there's a women's tour and, like, we all want to follow the rules. And all I'm here to say is this is a, a, a tournament for Shriners, essentially, that's it is. sanctioned by the PGA Tour. And they gave her an exemption to get her into the tournament. 
Because she's one of the faces of, of women's golf in this country, the LPGA. Yes. She is one of the most popular and one of the better women's golfers from the United States. So to me, I just don't understand why this is such a, a bad thing. I, well, I mean, the arguments people are making is that she's taking somebody else's spot. Well, that's not necessarily the case because the sponsor has every right to put whatever players they want in the tournament. They chose to give her a sponsor exemption. And I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, the thing I don't understand is why, why are so many dudes so pissed about this? I, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to understand. Is it because she's a woman invading a male space? I don't know if that's the case. I don't care. Can she make the cut? It'd be historic. But do you really care that Lexi Thompson took took another male golfer's spot in this tournament on a sponsor exemption? It's not like she was. They were like, "Yeah, I know you need to earn money and stuff, but we're going to kick you out. We want a girl to play." That's not what happened. Every tournament has a sponsor exemption, multiple sponsor exemptions. I just don't see why this is such a problem. I, if she, and trust me, she is good enough. And we go back to this thing. Wow, look at that. Not to derail. What's up? I am now able to see that Aaron Wilson gifted a membership to the Monty Show. Let's go. What's, what is this? How about that? How about that? That's awesome. Love I love it. it. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you gifting memberships. Um, but I, I think one of the things that's interesting is it. We always go to this thing where, well, women, you know, I'm a 10 handicap. I could be Lindsey Thompson. <laughs> you have no chance. So that's been one of the main things. Well, the average golfer in America, the male golfer could. No, you can't. No, you can't. Do you know how difficult it would be for I'm an eight handicap. Do you know what I have no chance against Lexi Thompson? No, no, no chance. None whatsoever. You guys understand that Lexi Thompson, like, I just want to put this into perspective for people who are wondering if she's good enough. You understand that her average drive off the tee is 270 yards. Like, I, there is, like I'm talking about most, like, average dude that you golf with is not driving a 270. Like, no chance. She, like, she, like, and so, okay, well, what's the average on tour? The top 10 guys are all over 300 yards. Okay, great. Dude, there are plenty of dudes here who are just chilling right around like 290, 280. So don't tell me that for one tournament, for a good cause that a sponsor wanted her there for, that this is not good for golf. Because that's the real discussion. That is absolutely the real discussion. I don't care whether you're a man or a woman. If you're on tour, you're an ambassador for golf. And she in particular has done outstanding work as an ambassador for the game of golf. And if someone wants her there and wants her playing in that thing, she has every right to be there. And she's not the girl that sells sex appeal to sell golf. No. Which I think is a real problem. Um, the Paige Speronics of the world or whoever you want to point to, all these girls that are half naked playing golf just to get... She is a legitimate professional who I have no doubt can make the cut this weekend. And I just wonder, do you guys have a problem with that? Uh, Boston Mapes, what's up, Boston? Don't really care about tradition, but we've been down this road before. Why is there outrage at all? I have no idea. I have no idea why there's outrage. 
I, I really don't. And I, and I wish I wish somebody would explain it. Jeff Woodworth said Michelle Wee, who just recently retired. Uh, Kyle Wilson says, no, she doesn't. There's an LPGA. Women play for from shorter tees, too. She, okay, she's going to, I believe she is going to drive from the tips with the men. And 270 is 270. The problem is she's not going to be 300 and 305. And distance is a real kingmaker in this sport right now. Yeah. And we'll see how she does with that. I think she can make the cut. I, I absolutely think she can make the cup. I, 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 I have no doubt. Mike Smith, this attorney to raise money uh, for the Shriners. One of the main functions is it is a charitable, it is a charity event. Yeah. Indeed it is. Um, wet blanket. Monty has egg on his face with his Oklahoma State takes. What are you talking about? How do we have, how have we hated? Okay. Yeah, I said K-State would beat Oklahoma State. So did everybody cool. else. Nobody saw that coming. Cool, man. Uh, Alex Rea, if you can play, go for it. But can you play? She can play. Yeah. She can play. Uh, Dogman, this is a sport we can get away with that in. I'm with it. I'm with it as well. Yeah, like in football, you're not going to be able to ever do that. I don't need, I don't care even if you're a kicker. Baseball. Baseball, you can't do it. it it's just not it, – it, it's too physical of a sport. Hockey. You're not doing Basketball. it in hockey. Basketball. You, you, I, I, I just think that it's too – the differences physically are too much. Yeah. And I think you're asking too much. I truly do. Uh, Keaton Critchlow. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, why not let her golf? Dude's scared of getting their egos hurt. I think that's, that's a saying. huge part of it. Yeah. Uh, El Ombre says, can she golf? Yes, she can She's absolutely outstanding. golf. Uh, Kyle Wilson, should a man be allowed to play? What is? Why do we always ask this question? Should a man be allowed to play in an LBGA tournament event? If, if a sponsor wants him there. But why is that even a consideration? Why is that even a consideration? It is a significant disadvantage for a woman to play against men in golf. Like, do you understand the average club head speed and ball speed? Like the average, let's look up the average PGA club speed. Like, do you understand how difficult it is when you are, when you are, and this is according to um, approximate average club head speed. Um, for PGA Tour players is 114 miles an hour. Do you guys know how fast that is? Like, that's amazing. And when you when you look at carry distances on the driver, it's 246 on the LPGA Tour. The average is 293 on the PGA Tour. And she hits it 270 on average on the drive. Even if you just look at a five iron, it's 161 on the LPGA Tour. The average carry for a five iron on the PGA Tour is 194 yards. It's not an advantage for a woman to go play. Like, that question makes me crazy. Yeah. I, I don't, the, the, I, the question that I struggle with is why do we automatically go to victimize the woman and we automatically say she shouldn't be there. This is a man's game, son. Like even with officials in the NFL and in the NBA, we're all upset about it. Right? Like I, I I've never understood that. I, I really don't. Uh, Boston says, don't really care about tradition. I read that one already. My, my bad. Jim R says, how's her short game? She's an excellent golfer. Yeah. She is not the best women's golfer in the world, but she's one of them. There's no doubt about it. 
Um, Jeff Woodworth, I don't know if she can golf, but you should see her. Come on, man. See that right? That come on, man. Uh, Dogman, the PGA Tour isn't a men's league. The LPGA Tour is a women's league. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Kyle Wilson, then let's have Tiger go play in LPGA tournaments. Why? What's the point? Why would you do that? Like, I just don't, I don't get that mentality. I don't, why, why is it so, is it that upsetting? Is, is it really that upsetting that we're like, oh, go have Tiger play with the women. Why? Why? Um, the Christie sponsor exemptions is for the sponsor to do what they want. Put in a celeb club pro, et cetera. How did Michael block yeah. get into tournaments this year? Sponsor exemptions. I, I, I think it is, you yeah. know, like I, I truly do not believe. I truly do not believe that it is a, it is a disadvantage for her to play on the tour at a tour event. Even. Yeah. If she can, if she can make the cut, do you know how hard it is to make the cut of the PGA tournament? She has to earn her way to the weekend. Yeah, just like anyone else. I, I mean, that's it's ridiculous to me. Um, you know, Ron Nolan, Bruce Jenner once called the world's greatest athlete. What does that have to do with this conversation? What does Bruce Jenner have to do with anything related to this conversation? I'd love to understand that. Is is she competing? It, what, like, what do you, that's the kind of stuff, like, I don't get that. Like, why does your mind go to Bruce Jenner when we're talking about a female golfer playing against men on the PGA Tour? I, I that's wild. The eye patch, it's the boys' club mentality. It is. I would agree with that. Raptor 88, if she wants to uh, play with the boys, let her. Yeah. If she wanted to go on tour, do you know, I don't believe she would make money. I think it would be very difficult for her to cash because to make money, you have to make the weekend. You have to. Yeah. So if you don't know, and I'm not trying to mansplain, but uh, PGA tournaments are four days, Thursday, Friday, cut line is Friday, final round Friday. And then if you make the cut, if you're one of the top 50 players, right, plus ties and whatnot, you go on to Saturday, Sunday, where you get a paycheck. If you make the cut, you get a paycheck. I think it'd be very difficult for her to make the cut. I think it would be very, very difficult. Uh, Boston Mapes, this is not that conversation about men and women's sports. It's not. Uh, she's being sponsored. She has a brand, and she has to play to make the cut. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing at all. Nothing. So I'm, I'm good with it. All right, hour number three of the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Great new uh, sample link in the description below. We've told you for how long about the Bucked Up Shaker Cup, yes. and it is the best shaker I've ever owned. They want to give you one free, color of your choice, and they want to give you three free samples. I am telling you, Go and get their pre-workout. If you're a workout guy and you're a pre-workout guy, Bucked Up has award-winning pre-workouts that have the best ingredients that make that best pre-workout that does exactly what it needs to, to do on any level. They have high-stim, low-stim, no-stim pre-workouts. Whatever you need, Bucked Up's got it. Get in the description below. They'll give you a free shaker. And the best part about their shaker is, one, it doesn't open on its own. And there's a post in the middle that's got the mixer blender ball on it. You shake it up, that post never comes out, that, that ball never comes out, and then you 
You drink it. It's great. They stay cold. I love it. The bucked up shakers, the best one in the business. They'll give you one color of your choice free in the description below. Uh, and if you need to get things like whey protein isolate, do you need to get things like pre-workout or buckshot? We tell you every day on the show buckshot. They're also offering now a really good um, low T booster. And a lot of dudes ask me about, hey, do you guys have a low T product? Does Bucked Up make low T? Just search three letters, R-U-T at buckedup.com. They make a phenomenal phenomenal uh, testosterone booster that's got natural ingredients in it. Things like ashwagandha, uh, which is fantastic. I'm telling you guys, that's what you can count on with Bucked Up. The best ingredients that make the best products that do exactly what they say. Use the promo code MONTY20, but go get your free samples now. Uh, we did a great job with samples on Buckshot. Let's go get free shakers and three free samples of any of their pre-workouts or products you want. Hook it up in the description below. All right, let's switch gears, talk a little NFL football. I want to get into this Kirk Cousins thing uh, because this Kirk Cousins story, and I do think it's becoming a significant story. Should the Minnesota Vikings trade Kirk Cousins? Here's my biggest question. If you look around the National Football League, how many good fits are there for Kirk Cousins? Because I'm going to tell you, I don't think there's very many. I truly do not. I think the first team that everybody brought up was the Jets. I don't know. Are you trading for Kirk Cousins if you're the New York Jets right now with the way that Zach Wilson's played the last couple of weeks? Eh, I tend to think you're probably not going to do that. Okay, so what after the New York Jets? Well, you immediately go to the New England Patriots. If you're the Patriots, are you trading for Kirk Cousins? Because Bill Belichick said this week, and I think it's a very interesting story, Bill Belichick said this week, uh, we're not making a change. Yeah, we're not making any changes. We're not making a change. Not making a change. Way to get to the point, Bill. Um, I don't know that there is a, a great fit for Kirk Cousins in the NFL. I mean, the other team that everybody talks about is the Dallas Cowboys. But are the Dallas Cowboys really trading for Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins? Come on Cousins now. is really an upgrade for Dak. I mean, you know, like I don't like... You know, if you're gonna if you're the Cowboys and you're gonna trade for somebody, I mean, doesn't it have to be somebody that's like, yeah, no doubt about it, this guy can come in here and do things that Dak can't do. I, I can't you can't say that about Kirk Cousins. So to me, I, I just don't know why I know the why. Jets haven't gone and done this. And and look, I understand you spent a lot of money and Zach's getting better, but Zach's not Super Bowl caliber. And unfortunately, uh you need to go and spend money, more money. Get it done. Do it. One-year rental. Go and do it. But they won't. Okay. They won't. I am of the belief that Kirk Cousins won't get traded. I'd be really surprised if the Jets did this. And the, the main question that I have, does Kirk Cousins make somebody a Super Bowl contender right now? I don't think he makes it the Jets. What about the Giants? Daniel Jones has his neck thing now. Are the Giants a Super Bowl contender with Kirk Cousins? I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I definitely think you're no doubt Jets, Giants, playoff teams. Playoff teams. But what does that do to Daniel Jones and his brand new fat ass contract with the Giants? I think it immediately devalues Daniel Jones. Yeah. Well, but ultimately, can we can we agree that Daniel Jones isn't the future of this team, even though you paid him. He's not the uh, long-term No, I, don't, fit. I wouldn't say that yet. 
I would not wow. say that yet. I think you have a situation where you don't know because I, I think everybody was all in on Brian Dable and this guy's going to be amazing and this is going to be a home run. I haven't seen a home run out of Brian Dable yet. Mm-hmm. I have not. And I, I don't, I'm not here to say that you should trade for Kirk Cousins with the Giants. The Jets, I kind of understand that with the world-class defense. You've got a ton of talent. I think Brees Hall is playing incredible football. I don't know that this is the no-brainer. Right. And, I mean, obviously the other team that everybody talks about is the Denver Broncos, but you have so much money invested in in Russell Wilson's contract. How do you – In listen, I understand that you're going to do what you need to do. If you're Sean Payton, <laughs> you're going to do what you need to do to win games. Are you really a Super Bowl contender if Kirk Cousins is your quarterback instead of Russell Wilson? Mm, I don't think you're a Super Bowl contender, but again, it's much the same answer, right? Like, I do think right now Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Uh, mm. Like, I do. I mean, you're you're into you are into Russell Wilson for over $80 million the next two years. That's your yearly cash. Come on, man. Your your dead cap, if you cut him, get out of here. Let's go. Oh, my God. I have – we're watching Houston and Minnesota, and I need Minnesota to score a run here in the bottom of the first. Need it so bad. And they just hit the wall in right field. Let's go. Oh. No outs, man on second. They should score. They should score a run here. Baseball um, says they should score. But if you look at if you look at the the dead cap money on Russell Wilson, that's eighty five million dollars in twenty four and fifty million dollars. That's a hundred and thirty six <coughs> million dollars in dead cap over the next two years. I don't think the Broncos can trade for him. No, I, it, it's it's wild. It is wild. Katie Raider says, Monty got a shaker and a sample pack. Let's go, Let's Katie. Go. Appreciate that. You guys, I, I'm, I was talking to the guys that bucked up today. I'm going to try and get uh, you know some some giveaways with their, their low-T booster, their testosterone booster, because so many of you have asked me for that. The guys that bucked up are, are – fin- oh, my God. Fuck off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have got to be kidding me. You have got to be that kidding me. That did not just happen. Uh, bro. The Twins had n- nobody out, a runner on second. Oh. I needed them to score a run. Oh, my word. They just lined into a double play. Nobody out. Two outs, nobody on. It's the worst base running mistake you can make in oh baseball. Oh, my God, bro. I... Why? Wow. Why? Dave's in opposition. Why? Why, you guys? Wow. Why do me like this? What, what What did I do to the universe that... Holy cow, What bro. did I do to the universe that I need Uriquidi <laughs> and Joe Ryan to combine for a run in the first inning? Wow. I had it all set up, and then terrible base running in the playoffs. Oh, my God. Wow. Awful beat. Absolutely Awful beat. Bro. I got beat on Bryce Harper's running mistake the other night. Dude. And now I just got beat on a base running mistake again today. Look at that. You're a Queedy and Joe Ryan. One run is all I need. 
And now we have two outs in the bottom of the first and nobody's going to score. Damn. How is that? God, that is a terrible beat. Man. That is a terrible beat. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, Jeff Woodworth, you shouldn't put Super Bowl contenders and Kirk Cousins in the same sentence. For real. But has he? Do we have to go here? Is Kirk Cousins the reason Minnesota hasn't excelled? Mm, I'm not ready to say that. No. I'm not ready to say he's that. He's put up either. numbers. I, I, he's just, dude, he's just one of those guys that is really good, but just not quite good enough. He'll take you to the playoffs every year. Get out! Oh! Get out! Get out! No! Let's go! Let's oh, my go! God. Let's go! Oh, my freaking what? word. Royce Lewis just saved my boy. With an absolute moonshot. <laughs> wow. All is right in the world, bro. Oh, my God. You guys. All is right in the world, sir. <laughs> wow. That's why prize picks. Truly you guys, incredible. The, this is the greatness of prize picks. I had, and here is my prize pick right here. Look at the top one. Jose Uriquiti, Joe Ryan. All I needed was somebody to score a run. And now that cashed for me. Now Aaron, that, yes. Yeah. Aaron Nola finishes the night with nine Ks. Let's go. Jake has Aaron Nola and Austin Matthews. He now only needs Austin Matthews to put one shot on goal and he yeah, wins that one. Yeah, that's me. You know what I'm saying, man? Whew. Man, man. that was incredible. And he barreled that thing. What a run. <laughs> Holy crap, man. Oh, my God, that feels so good. Okay, so now in this game for the Twins, I need Joe Ryan to give up five hits in this game. Oh, my God, and he didn't give up anything in the, mm -hmm. the first inning. Cruised in the first. Woo! Man, that felt good. <laughs> Greg Hawkins, let's Dude, go. Dude, that was incredible. Oh, OG Gary, go! Exactly right. Like, my God. Oh, Aaron Nola killed it for me. Thanks, Monty. Yeah, yeah that's right. We were messaging back and forth. We were messaging back and forth. Okay. My, my, I don't know. Can you guys, oh, uh, over can here, you over guys here. see that? Okay, where, thank you. Where it says loud environment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The inning has ended. The inning has ended. Oh. You hit on your thing. So what else do you have tonight now? Here's, you got anything else in this game? Here's what I have for this, this tonight. Uh, I need Matt Olson to get another base hit. He's one and a half. So right now, he got a base hit in the first inning, and they haven't gotten anything since. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Olson is one for two with a walk and a K. Uh, that game's in the top of the six, so yeah. I should be fine. I should be fine there. We should be. I say we should be. We should be fine. Kevin Pillar is up. So I've got about six batters until Olson comes back up. Yeah. Alex Bregman for Houston. Um. We, I just need him to have a combined two hits, runs, or RBIs. Yeah. Um, so that is absolutely a big one for me. And then I have Lance Lynn to give up four or more hits. That's all I need. Yeah. Is Lance Lynn to give up four more hits for the lawyers. Uh, Man, tonight. that was awesome. Whew. That was so much fun. Dude, I thought for sure my life was flashing before my eyes right there, you guys. Yeah. That was, I love price picks. I am so. 
Dude, if you're not playing oh, prize picks with us, come on, man. Get in uh, on it. In the description below, you guys are giving you 100% deposit matching. In the description below, click the link. If you if you want to download the app on your own, just put in the promo code Monty. You put in five bucks, they'll give you five more. You put in a hundred bucks, they'll give you a hundred more. Hook it up, Prize Picks, uh, uh, the uh, official fantasy daily fantasy player of the Monty Show. David and Joku's face. Yeah, did you guys Dude. hear about this with David and Joku, the tight end? You guys remember he rolled up last week with a mask on to the Ooh. game because he suffered burns to his face at home in a fire. Dude, it's on Twitter. Go find it if you want to see it. Is, it. It, it is, is gnarly. gnarly, bro. Yeah, it is gnarly. Uh, Lance Johnson will uh, will go out, uh, edit out those f bombs later. Oh, dude, sorry, my bad. Uh, OG Gary Flow State. I don't know what that means. Uh, Dogman, did I miss the Oregon talk? Yes. Go back to the beginning of the show. Uh, yes, Oregon getting uh, penalized by the NCAA, not allowed in the playoffs this year. Breaking news. How about you guys? Did you hear about Bill Self and Kansas basketball? Pretty much got a free pass. What else is new in college? Pretty much got a free pass. Uh, uh, Delaric. Option on two options for Cousins that makes sense. Uh, the team better are Titans and Cough Cough the Commanders. You imagine that. Going back to the Commanders. Greg Hawkins. Prize Picks has made this entire MLB playoff so much more engaging. Yes, it has. Because I'm telling you, it's been bad. It, 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 and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it. That When you have, and I, I, I know Arizona's a massive market for us. I mean, no disrespect to the, the Diamondbacks. Sir. You can't have the Diamondbacks beating the Dodgers. Like, you've got, I, and I understand more teams in the playoffs is better, and I'm telling you, it's a problem. It is It is a problem. Uh, Robert Fowler, man, after that, I got to start playing prize picks because that got me hooked. Let's Dude, go. Let's go, man. That let's was incredible. Go. It is so much fun. Uh, let's see. Jeff Woodworth, uh, gambling is a hell of a drug, to which Boss Frog says, Jeff, 1,000%. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody – the highs and lows in – the highs and lows in prize picks, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the, the highs and lows are amazing. You wager on a game. Like, look at this Oregon-Washington game. Yeah. That number's up to minus three for Washington. Yeah. I, you got to, you gotta if you're putting your ducats on that, you got to go Oregon. Yes, you do. You got to go Oregon in that game. Have to. Uh, Boss Frog says, hi, Jake. Hey, bud. How are you, man? Good how to are see you? you? Did the V8 big block show up yet? Let's go. Let's go. V8 big block. <laughs> my guy, Boss Frog, is a legit car dude. And yeah. the, the, he's my, he is like my kindred spirit because I'm a Porsche guy all, all day long. He's putting up these videos in our chat, in our members-only Instagram chat, of, like him at his Porsche dealer. I'm for real. Why, why hurt me like that? Why do that? Uh, Greg Hawkins, Oregon, 1 million percent, exactly. Ocean View uh, Coffee Shop, no way, Monty. I, I love it just the way it is. You love what just the way it is? Yeah, what are we talking about? What did I miss? Salamini. Can we agree USC isn't a top 10 team with that defense? Nah. 82 points in the last two games. I'm telling you. Kurt Myers, did Gumby ever check in? There was some talk that he was in the comments. There might have night. been a sighting, and I'm not sure if it was more legitimate than the Bigfoot sighting we're going to get to in a little while, of him late in the show yesterday. Yeah, I'm just. Allegedly. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. Aaron Wilson says, Boss Frog, get on prize picks. Dude, click the link. I'm telling you, it will change your life. It will change your life. Yes, people are DMing me, asking me, 
if you really get a shaker? What? Yes. What kind of question is like, that? What do you, dude? What kind of question? And, and Ralph, I love you, dude. This cat, Ralph, is one of those guys who listens in the background. He's like, dude, bro. He'll he'll DM me like twice a week and be like, dude, bro, you're you're wrong on Oregon. Like he was a major Coach Prime supporter, and he's like, dude, you're wrong about Coach Prime. I don't Prime. really understand what you're saying. He's going to Alabama. He, Ralph is the guy that's like, he's going to Alabama to replace Coach Saban. They're yeah. close friends, right? What well, what do you mean? Oh wow. Oh wow. Home run Let's for go. Houston. That's this is hit. gonna be a bomb tastic. That's one hit. Let's go. Yeah, you needed that. What did you what did I you have, have him? I have I believe his name is Joe Ryan. Couldn't even tell you about his name. Joe Ryan giving up four more hits. That's one. Let's go. We're we're off to a good start here. We're on a roll here. Let's yeah, go, dude. dude. Keep the karma rolling. Yeah, let's go, baby. Jake closed a big deal today. Yeah, man, today's been good, dude. I'm telling you, man, this promotion we're rolling out on Monday. You better damn well be here so on excited. Monday, dude. If you are not on the dude, show we Monday. we got this thing cooking, man. I'm telling you. If you are not on the show Monday, you're going to miss out. Uh, Mike Smith says, Ralph the mouth. Yeah. No, I like Ralph. I've known Ralph for years. He he was a he was a Sporting News, Cambiar 680, 1320K fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Monty's show listener. But, Ralph, why on earth would we tell you, hey, go get a free bucked-up shaker cup? In the description below, there's a link for you guys to get bucked up, free bucked-up shaker cups. Go get it. They're giving you a free shaker. They have the best shakers in the business. And they're giving you three free samples. Why would I say that if yeah. it wasn't Come true? Now. Come on now. You're going to click the link, and what's it going to take you to like, oh, hey, $9,000 for a Porsche shaker. Yeah. No. It is legit a free shaker. There's five. There's two hits. There's two yeah, hits. Let's go. There's two hits. Jakey, two hits. Hey, that might be an error, actually. No, it, it hit? Hit, no, it's a hit. It hit the pitcher. Oh, it hit the pitcher. It hit okay. the pitcher, and right. Carlos Correa tried to make an unbelievable play. Let's go. Jake's in good shape. We're cooking. Jake is in good shape. Gumby was here. He's playing at something. Yeah, he may. Hey, he got know. busy. It is what it is. He's still listening to the show. I know yeah. that. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, prize picks for Thursday night football. Turn the game off because of blowout more or less than one quarter. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. I do. That splitter, uh, there's a base run. Yeah, there's a base runner. Absolutely. I'm here for prize picks, you guys. I'm telling you. I want nothing more than to watch Joe Ryan give up like eight runs right here. Yep. Just get lit. Uh, Giggity, Porsche Shaker, Boss Frog is all over that. That's what I'm saying, Giggity. How you doing, my guy? Uh, we got to come to Phoenix to golf this winter, man, and you got to buy me Oregano Chicago-style pizza. I want it. Party cut, please. And I want a Picasso with pinto beans, okay? Oh, I want it. Let's go. Uh, Jeff Whitworth, hard to bet on pitchers in the playoffs. They get pulled so much earlier. I know. I know, but Aaron Nola didn't get pulled. No, nah, man. Robert Fowler, Monty, did you ever cover any teams in the Midwest? All of them. Uh, Cubs, Bears. I used to work at 670, the score. The sports leader. And I was at Sporting News, uh, WXLC in Chicago way back in the day. Blackhawks, Bulls. Um, I had the great fortune of covering Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I had the great fortune of Chris Chelios, Jeremy Roenick, and Tony Amante. Love the Blackhawks. I'm, yeah, I did, and I loved it. Twins I loved get out day. of the inning. I love it. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, shake weight. Those things were fun to watch. <laughs> you know. Uh, I'm telling you. I am telling you, prize picks is a game changer. Yeah. All right. Um, you guys really want to talk about Bigfoot already? Okay. 
We can talk about Bigfoot. Marriage, marriage issues or Bigfoot? Let's do Bigfoot first. Because the marriage stuff is The marriage amazing. stuff is real. Uh, is Bigfoot real? There is a video out of a train. I know. Elusive creature. Do you see Bigfoot right, moving in the middle of the down. This is a tourist video. Yeah, let me see your camera. I'll do it. Out of a train. And they claim this is real. Do you guys buy this? First of all, this is in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And they say this is the, and I know, I know, they say this is the clearest video ever of a Sasquatch Bigfoot caught on, on a phone. Let me see your camera. I'll do it. Eh, I don't know if I buy this. Yeah, I'm not sure that. Uh, it's not definitive. That's the problem. Elusive creature. I mean, you can see it. I just squatted down. But that's a problem. It. What, what, what is that? What is camera? it? What, what, what is it? So I sent this to the Monty Show resident skeptic, Mrs. Monty. She shot it down right away. Oh, that's a fake one, man. Yeah, no, no way. No, no. There's a guy. He, she literally said to me immediately, that's a human in a, in a Bigfoot costume. He knew that there would be a train going by. Uh -huh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And man. I love that Mrs. Monty is my litmus test. I do. So, Jake, are you buying or selling this? Uh, I, is it does it slap or is it cap? It's cap, dude. I you can't prove that it's real, but you also can't prove that it's fake. That's the problem with this. And you know, you've got all these Twitter accounts out here talking about how, oh man, you zoom in and it's full HD, 1080p, man. And it's not. It's totally digital, pixelated. You know, it's still hard to see. And so, yeah, is this more compelling footage? Absolutely. Is it definitive? Absolutely not. Add it to the Rolodex, man. Yeah, I'm not prepared to say that this is real. Yeah, I can't I can't be like, but, oh, yeah, it's 100% real. But here's my question. Okay, look at the video again. What is it going to take to make you think down. that Sasquatch is real? Or that yeah, Bigfoot is real. I mean, that's a pretty good fake if it's a fake. It is. It is. What will it take for you to buy in? Something definitive. Like, Bro, no I'm going to need, a, gonna it, need a spaceship. I'm going to yeah, need to see a spaceship. Dude. And Bigfoot's going to have to get off the spaceship and shake yes, my hand. Yes, man. Yes. And I want him to be walking on water, too. Like, it I has to be definitive, bro. I, no doubt about it. This is like the Loch Ness oh. Monster, right? Nelly, please. Yeah. Nessie. Like, it's got to be no Nessie. doubt about it, bro. Come on, man. I, I, I don't know. I think it's funny how people lose their minds over this stuff. When people are like, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if it's real or not. So in the comments section, you guys, is this real or is it fake? Katie Rader, yeah, some dude punking us. <laughs> Adam Salamini, where is Nikola Jokic at the time of this recording? Seriously. You know. Lance Johnson, so this is a tour railroad cog train, apparently. Apparently. Oh, gee, Gary, what? They don't have five times soon on That's their what I mean. You don't have an iPhone 15 Pro Max with five times? Like, what do you mean, dude? <laughs> Look, man, I, I, you have a brand new iPhone, you can't zoom that thing? No, I'm not buying it. No. Like, come on. Kurt Myers, wait, is Bigfoot married? Wife kicked out Bigfoot? Apparently. What? 
What the F did I come back to that we're talking about Bigfoot? I know, reset. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that That's a dude in a costume. Man, you guys are sure on this. Are we jaded? I just squatted down. Are we jaded? Are we in this place in America where anything that we see, whether it's Nessie or the, the Loch Ness or a great UFO sighting, it's fake. There's no question about it. Is that just where we are as a country now? I tend to think it is. I tend to think it is. I mean, we all love a good conspiracy, man. Oh, no. We, in mean, this country? We love what? a good conspiracy theory, what? right? Like, oh, 9 11 was an inside job, man. Okay. Okay. We get it. Okay. I'm here for it. Lance Johnson, does Bigfoot really listen to Mrs. Sasquatch is really saying? Nah, bro. He's too busy working on a short game. Catch me outside. How about that? You know. Uh, Joshua B. looks more like a ghillie suit. It does not. What? Yeah, what is this, Call of Duty? That is not a ghillie suit. Like, come on, dude. What is this, Modern Warfare 2 and we're crawling through the weeds? You guys really don't. You guys really don't. You don't buy this at all. You man. guys don't buy this at all. Y'all are hating out here, man. I'm a little surprised. Okay. We have, by the way, I want to put up this other picture. Because there was another picture taken um, from the train that's a much better angle. Uh, and it's and I think they they listen to you guys. They listen to OG Gary um, talking about the Zoom. Now, I caution you because this is a pretty graphic picture. I mean, it, it, <laughs> there it is. So I, wow, think, man. I think this is absolute proof that, I mean, there's Bigfoot. It's real. I don't think that looks like a ghillie suit. Look at the skin. Man, like, it looks real, dude. It looks real. So I, I just, you know, you guys, are we ever going to believe it? The problem is, is that this video is not good enough to to take away reasonable doubt. It is not good enough to say, yep, 100%, no doubt about it. That is a creature that we don't know. Because that's the other thing. All the skeptics say, oh, well, Bigfoot's not. Why do we even call it Bigfoot? I mean, what if it's just another animal or a creature? Like, we don't even know what it is. Is well, it even from this planet? But what is a Sasquatch? Isn't it, you know? I don't know. Let me, okay, yeah, let's see. And, uh, and yet, there, there, is another, there is another more damning picture from the train. This is one when Sasquatch got right up close to the glass. I Damn. think this is unequivocal now. <laughs> I think it's unequivocal. Remember you guys yesterday were crushing Madonna for... Scott, just, that's we were doing Madonna it. now? That's fucking, yes, that's what? Madonna now. What? Yes, that's Madonna. Did you not know this? <laughs> what? Yes, that is Madonna now. Dude. Did you really not know that? Dude, I, I need to get back the OG Madonna because this homegirl went up in the spaceship and, and they returned her that's looking what, different. That's what Madonna looks like. Oh, my God. People are, people are shocked by it. People are. Oh, my. People are. I'm shocked by it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I would. I would think so. But oh, yeah. You didn't know this about that Madonna. That is a crime. You. I'm. What are you doing? Do you remember what Madonna used to look like? Yes. Like yes, when, dude. Back in the day when I was a kid, yes. that's the Madonna Natty, I know. Natty Madonna. What are we doing? Sasquatch Madonna. Holy crap! Are you serious? I thought you had seen those <laughs> pictures.
Kurt <coughs> Myers and Landers. Holy cow. And donuts. Good God, I needs to bleach my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. She looks like an albino Wednesday Adams. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> what are we doing, man? I don't know. Uh, giggity, the five head rivals, Trevor Lawrence. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> what are you suiting up for, Dabo? <laughs> you guys are cold blooded. In so, God's name, image, and likeness. One more round in the comment sections. Do you guys believe Sasquatch is real? I don't know. I don't know what to believe about what's real and what's fake. But what I do know is my my belief system says that this ain't it. It's not fucking real. Yeah, this ain't right? it. <laughs> this ain't it. Put on the Braves game. My guy's coming up. Oh, the Braves? Okay. Yeah. Um, I I this is not it for me. Um, you know, he's real, but that wasn't him. Uh okay. Yes, you think Sasquatch is real. Okay. Um, Oregon is fake. <laughs> Okay. Katie Raider says no. Wow, a lot of people don't. Tarrant County, boy. Yes, he's looking for his jerky. No, you're not. No. That's not Madonna. That's the aliens from Mexico. No, seriously, it's Madonna. Look. Can't you see the, 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 you know, oh, wrong picture. That's Madonna. She I really don't care if you think it's us. Look how little resemblance there is. None. None. Look, I, I mean, just there's so little resemblance that's between... That's not the same person, dude. Like, if you didn't know, that's not the same person. It's wild. Yeah. It's it like the just the... Look how different her lips She's are. She's gorgeous, dude. Natural, she is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Dude, like when she was in a league of their own, oh, my God. And then what do we get? Yeah, we got to go and ruin it. Yeah. Thanks. We got to... I mean, are you out of your goddamn mind? You gotta go, gotta and, go ruin and ruin it. it, dude. See what I mean? All right. Um, Alan Salamini, Madonna phone home. That's what I'm saying. Like, what what made you think that that was cool, man? I yeah, I don't, I don't. Gosh. Know. Yeah, Mike Smith. It could be. Uh, Cowpoke Ranch. Bigfoot is as real as OU or Texas Big Twelve title. <laughs> wow, bro. <laughs> All right, and then finally. Did you guys hear about this Jada Pinkett Smith bombshell? Like, it's a little, this is a little surprising. Jada Pinkett Smith has wrote a book. Right. And she says that her and Will Smith have been separated, not divorced, but not living together. Or how do I say this? They're living together, but they are no longer in a relationship since 2016. And that she was taken aback and thought it was a, a scripted skit when he slapped Chris Rock in the mouth. Are you surprised by this? Yeah, I am surprised by this. I, I, I don't know. Okay, first of all, I need to say Will Smith has been one of my favorite actors. I love his work. I, I think he's does a great job. But this is a bad look for Will Smith. I, I, I don't know what you thought you were doing. Um by smacking Chris Rock. So you'll I, remember that Chris Rock joked about Jada Pinkett Smith's baldness. And Matt Olson just flew out. Jerk. Uh, he joked about <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith's baldness. Will Smith, who we all thought was still married to and in a normal relationship with Jada, went up on stage at the Oscars and slapped Chris Rock in the face. 
She said she thought it was scripted in a script uh, in a skit when it first happened. She didn't understand because they weren't in a relationship anymore. Yeah. She also had a revelation that before the slapping incident, Chris Rock called Jada Pinkett Smith and asked her out on a date and said, hey, you know, would you consider going out on a date with me? And she said, well, I'm married. And Chris Rock was like, oh, dude, it's a well-known, it was a well-known thing that you and Will Smith were divorced. And she's like, everybody thought we were divorced. And it was the oddest thing to get a call from Chris Rock telling me that I was divorced. So do you see what I mean how this is messed up on both sides? Yes. So so Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. And I don't know why you're slapping Chris Rock over someone that you're technically married to but no longer with, right? That's a piece of paper holding you together. Then Chris Rock, before this, like you just said, calls mm -hmm. her up thinking they're separated. So what's it going to be? Because if Jada Pinkett Smith is going to say, oh, well, we're married. Okay, yeah, on a piece of paper, you might be married, but it's well known that you're separated. So why are we not getting divorced? That's my question. If it's going to be like that. And so I don't know, like, if there's an understanding between the two that, you know, they're not dating anybody, they're not, that like, they're still honoring their marriage and they're just trying to work things out. Seven years is a long-ass time, man. And I don't know, you're separated for that long and you're telling me you're still trying to work it out. Yeah, Come on. I don't think they're trying to work it out. I think it's just, it is what it is. So I don't really understand why why she said that to Chris Rock, but also at the same time why Will Smith thought it appropriate to slap a man that that made a joke about someone who is technically your wife but not your wife anymore. I, I just don't understand it. And, and she is, also says she wasn't offended by it. Yeah. Will was the only one that was offended by it. I don't get it. Uh, Mike Smith, wait, it was an open relationship, and now they just live together but not involved. Exactly right. So I don't understand. What are we doing? Dakota Tubbs, it's not a joke, it's a fact. Could be. Uh, Katie Rader, Will has been ostracized. To a certain extent, he has been. I mean, the good news is he's making another Bad Boys with Martin Lawrence, so I'm thrilled about that. But, you know, Mike Smith says, keep my big foot out your mouth. Yeah. Big Willie style. Jeff Woodworth, keep her name out of your mouth. Your damn mouth. Yeah. Uh, who couldn't love the funniest foul mouth comic since Richard Pryor? You mean Eddie Murphy? I don't know. Uh, Mike Smith, that would be a <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. They have kids. That's probably why they stayed together. But they don't Maybe. have young kids, do they? No, think. not anymore. Salamini, they never had a normal relationship. Didn't she bang her son's friend and reveal it on their podcast? She did. This has never been normal. I would That's agree with that. what I'm saying. That. It's just so different. Like, I, I, I struggle to relate with it. Yeah. I don't know. Big Willie style had it bad enough after the Chris Rock stand-up bit. Now she has to pile on. She's as toxic as they come, man. I This is a bad look. Yeah, I agree. It's a bad yeah, look. Yeah, totally. OG Gary, doubt it. She'll do anything for fame and to keep her name relevant. I believe zero things she says. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ow. Uh, Tarrant County, boy. One of the two, Will or Jada, realized divorce was too expensive. Yeah, probably. Probably. I guess. All right, so let's talk about how difficult is marriage? I, I think, so I've been married going on however many years. Two, what, uh, 22 years. It is challenging. It's not hard. 
There are hard stretches. I'm married to somebody that's way above me. I, I mean, there's, I, I think my wife is far better a person than I am. But we tend to work together to bring the best out in each other. Do we fight? Very occasionally. Um, I think marriage is work. I don't think it's hard. I think you're, you're not always in love, but you choose to love somebody. Like I, I, this, whatever this is with Will and Jada, I, ooh, Bregman flew out to the wall. Uh, I think it is of their own doing. If I did to my wife what Will Smith has done to Jada and humiliated her like that, if she did to me what Jada's done to Will and humiliated me like that, we probably wouldn't be married anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, but you don't do that in real life. And that's that's why I say, like, I just think that you make your own demise. Yeah, and that's the other thing you got to keep in mind. I mean, these are celebrities living in a bubble. You know, they're just living in this totally different reality. You know, they have all the money in the world. Do anything you want. Never have to think about your bank account. Yeah. And it makes you act different. makes you do different things. And so to me, yeah, I, I don't relate to it. I don't understand both sides of this thing. I agree with what everyone's saying in the comments section. It's a bad look on her part, and I think it's an even worse look on Will's part because no matter what she's saying or doing, Will's choosing to be in that situation on some level. You know, and I, and I don't know. Like, again, I, I, they clearly have an agreement of some kind, right? Like whether, and maybe they still have kids in the house. I don't know. Uh, their kids are not young anymore, but maybe they're just not old enough to have moved out or been on their own or whatever, taking that next step. So, hey, man, I, I, I don't know, man, but I, I just think it's it's hard to relate to that type of situation. It's such a personal thing. Hey, look at that. Connor Bedard got his first NHL goal. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Hawks. Uh, yeah, I think I, I am just in the I am just in the place where I don't think marriage is hard. I think it is work. Yeah. And I, I do think it is all about gratitude. I do think it is all about respect. I do think it is all about like one of the things in our relationship is how do we balance? Right? Because I think you're like going to the gym, I love working out when I get there. My wife my wife this week has been like, hey, let's go to the gym. All right, great. Like she drags me to the gym. She cooks me amazing food. I, I yeah, would not eat as well as I have. I wouldn't have lost the weight that I've lost without my wife. Right. End of story. Like you, you have to be the best bit. And I think for her, I support her. I try to... You know, I try to be as supportive in her, you know, in her triathlons, in her job, in her, like, we just work well together. You know, like, we don't fight over toothpaste caps or making the bed or taking the garbage out or we do things together. I don't mind emptying the dishwasher. She hates the way I do the dishes. She does the dishes. I don't mind emptying the dishwasher. I don't mind cleaning the kitchen. Like, you have to do those things and you can't be an idiot and disrespect your wife. Yeah. Like I, and I think a lot of it is on men, like the golf thing in our house. Yep. The golf thing's a big deal in our house because I love to golf. I would golf every day for, I'd play 36 holes every day if I could. I would. And what's more important is spending time with my wife. Like we're planning this golf trip for Christmas. And I want to make sure that my wife and I spend as much time together because I don't get much time off. So if I'm going to take time off, I want to make sure we travel together. 
So I'm not going to go to Pebble Beach for Christmas. I'm going to go to Las Vegas for Christmas. So we're going, we're going to Southern California, but we're going to drive through Las Vegas up into St. George and then come back home. Right. You know, I live in Salt Lake City full time. So it's a 10-hour drive to get to L.A. But on the way back, we're going to stop in Las Vegas, play around the golf. We're going to stop in St. George, play around the golf, spend a, spend a week getting back home. Right. And I'm going to make sure that my wife is my wife gets her spa time and that we have nice meals together and we spend time together because I think you have to do that. And I think a lot of it is that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a choice. You, you better choose. We argue about this all the time. You better choose the right person in life, man. Because yeah. when you are with the wrong person, we were talking to a friend of ours today about, about child having children. When one spouse wants kids and the other one doesn't, you're screwed. Yeah. Because tough, somebody's going to resent somebody. There's no easy way out of that. And it's usually the woman who wants kids and the man does not. And at least in my experience, I think it's very rare the other way around. You got to talk about that before you move in together. Mm -hmm. I think you got to live together before you get married. Yep. I think you can't be in a hurry. And, you know, like I know so many people are like, oh, hey, let's go have a cup of coffee. Hey, will you marry me? All right, cool. How about tomorrow? All right, I'll see you at three. And it's like, you don't know that person. And then we wonder why the divorce rate is super high. You don't know that person. Yeah. Right? I just think it's... Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's one of these things where we we make ourselves... A, we make problems for ourselves that are completely unnecessary. Yeah, they're avoidable for sure. Can't do it. Uh, Mike Smith says, take her to a nice live show in Vegas. I'm, I'm trying to get her to go to the Sphere. That's where I'd really like to take her. Uh, Lance Johnson, like hell, everyone argues or bickers. It's just a partnership and no amount of disagreements through the through that you have to decide what's worth fighting over yeah uh mike smith a uh, lot of that in hollywood i don't know what you mean chuck uh monty's a karen i'm not a karen yeah how are you how is he a karen what i am mean? certainly not a karen especially not in my relationship yeah not mm -mm. connor john dude what did you do i saw one comment from you in in and I got a notice in my yeah. YouTube app that said you had been put in timeout. And again, just want to emphasize, that's not us, man. What? Like, what did they you... send us the notifications. That is not us. Connor, I don't know what, what, you're, what you do, but, bro, I got put in timeout so fast today, it was actually wild. <laughs> I, what it, I'm, I'm curious what you said, because I can't go look while the show's live. But yeah, we have to go dig it up. I'm going to guess you're you're probably doing the beaver emoji thing that got a thousand people the other day put in timeout. Yeah. Like, you can't continue, and I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think that is, Dakota. You can't come in and just put a bunch of beavers out, dude. Yeah, it doesn't work, man. Hey, cool. Welcome to timeout. Like you, and I wish, we, I wish we could allow you to do that, but we can't. YouTube doesn't let you do that. No. No, I get it. You're, a, you're, a, you're an Oregon State fan. Neat. Dude, you want to say something, you're going to need to stop doing whatever you did. And I'm guessing, yeah. Well, and there's a reason for that, Connor, because you've done that so many. I'm guessing just from researching the YouTube algorithm the last week because everybody's pissed they've been getting put in timeout. When you use emojis, this is the best I can come up with. When you comment and the only thing in the comment is emojis and you do that repeatedly, they're going to put you in timeout. Yeah. And if you say the same thing repeatedly over and over and over again, they're going to put you in timeout. I, and I, I agree, OG Gary. Connor is a repeat offender. 
And I don't have issue with you, Connor. I don't. Yeah. We have good conversations. I like when you're here, dude. But you're just, you know, you're getting yourself put into that situation. Uh, alcohol, the cause of and solutions to life's problems. Right. Yeah. Uh, Greg Hawkins, LMAO, these PNW peeps uh, and getting restricted from commenting. <coughs> and now, you know, Tarrant County boys trying. You know, Paxton says, put me in timeout. I can't put you in timeout. Yeah, I can't do it, man. I can't. Anyway, I hope you guys, I hope you guys, what's the right way to say this? Value the person you're with. And I, I always, I used to say this every day and I probably should get back to it. While we're sitting here ending the show, pick up your phone and text your significant other. If you're together, just say, hey, just wanted you to know I, I'm thrilled that we're standing here together. Like I say to my wife, I try to say to my wife every morning, hey, I'm really glad we woke up together today. I, ki I try to kiss my wife goodnight before I fall asleep in, inside of five seconds of laying down. <laughs> um, but I try to really have gratitude and let my wife know how much I love her and how lucky I feel like we are. Yeah. And it's not luck. We work incredibly hard and we've built a great life together. But I try to let her know that I have gratitude for that. And we don't always get along. We pretty rarely fight, but when we do, I, I just, I always say to myself, is this worth fighting over? And nine times out of 10, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It usually isn't. It's not. It's like Jake and I fighting on the golf course. We've stopped doing that because it's just not worth it. Yeah. There's no point in it, right? I'm, all I'm saying to you now is pick up your phone and text your significant other and say, hey, man, hey, lady, hey, person, hey, sweetheart, I love you. I'm glad we're together. Just send, send them a text. If you had a fight today, certainly say, hey, I just want you to know I'm really glad we're together. Work it out. Put it to bed. Yeah. And if, you, if your significant other's in another state, say, hey, I miss you. I love you. I can't wait to see you when you come home. Because it's true. Like when my wife travels and she travels pretty frequently, I miss my wife when she's gone. Yeah. I don't sleep well. The dogs are not normal. I have to actually like make good food for myself. Like... You got to do those. Little, you got to do those little things. Have gratitude for the fact that you're a one percenter on the globe. You have running water, electricity. I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. And speaking of which, if you have a few minutes tonight, uh, if you have a few minutes right now, consider giving a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars to our good friends at the Advocates. They are collecting uh, donations for costumes for homeless kids. And it's, it's just such a good cause. Can you imagine being a 10-year-old kid that doesn't have a Halloween costume? All, your, all of your friends, and maybe you don't have friends if you're homeless because you move around a lot. Hopefully you, are, hopefully you have a solid place to lay your head every night. But think about that. You're 10 years old and you don't know when your next meal is coming. You don't know when you're going to be able to do laundry or take a shower. Imagine how difficult that is. Imagine how difficult school can be on the playground or getting bullied or getting picked on. Let's, let's give these kids a couple of hours on, on Halloween night to feel normal, to feel innocent, where they're just chasing candy bars, man, where they're wearing a costume with a bag in their hand that's full of candy. Yeah, That's what I'm asking you to consider. That's what I'm asking you to do. Reach into your soul, grab a $5 bill, and send it to the Advocates on Venmo. The Advocates Venmo address is Advocates Donations. It's on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Screenshot it. Send them a dollar, $5, $100. Tell them, hey, Monty Show Halloween costume. That'd be great. Or if you don't want to tag us, don't, don't worry about it. Just say Halloween costumes. Yeah. 
That'd be great, man, because the whole point is let's make sure we take care of these kids as much as we can. I appreciate every single one of you for being here. Thank you so much. I love the conversation today. I love the I love the interaction. Ugh, you know. I've lost. What happened? My twins pitcher got taken out. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Damn it. Sorry to hear that. You know. Anyway, as you were, people, I love you. Thank you for being here. Massive announcement on the show Monday. Don't forget Friday morning, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern, morning show on Friday, golfing all weekend. Tell your spouse you love them. Tell your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your mom, your dad, your best friend. Tell them you love them. Tell them to subscribe to The Monty Show on YouTube. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.